Hello, you're listening to Drawn to the Flame, a podcast for fans of Arkham Horror, the card game. I'm your host, Frank, and this is another one of our Think on Your Feet episodes. One of those episodes where I bring my gameplay live to the cast, or put it on the cast. I I play on the cast. It's the podcast where I play on the cast. That's what we need to say. I'm a little bit distracted right now because there's a lot of noise out on the scaffolding that surrounds my entire building, which is uh, a bit bleak. It's not something I opted for. They just decided to swathe my building and scaffolding. But I'm going to try and work my way through it. And if you hear some odd bangs and crashes, that isn't the old ones working against me. That's just the situation that I'm in. And it's also part of why I only recorded a single scenario last time, because things were just so noisy. Anyway, I'm back from my break because I had a bit of a break. I'm feeling really refreshed. I'm feeling really excited about Arkham, actually, and particularly about this mad Mateo deck that we've been brewing up. So coming up, we'll look briefly at the upgrades to the deck. and We'll get going with the scenario as well. All of that will be timestamped in the episode. But before that, let's read a bit of an introduction to Return to the Boundary Beyond. Rays of hot yellow sunlight beat down on you from above as your car speeds down the dusty highways of southern Texas, just outside of San Antonio. It has been several days since you hit the road from Arkham on your way to Mexico City, where you may be able to get answers from some of Alejandro's associates, or even better, from his adversaries in academia. Your recent investigations in Arkham uncovered much, but despite all the knowledge you laid bare, the trail went cold soon after. The Brotherhood that you exposed in Arkham has all but vanished from the city, its members left behind little information as to their next objective other than the name the Nexus of Unkai, a place of power that Ichtaka believes is the Brotherhood's ultimate destination. Enigmatic as ever, the Esli warrior sits in the passenger seat next to you. She is tense and coiled like a spring, the Ford's leather seat offering her little comfort. We need to read some sections. Ichtaka is in the dark. She's quiet and pensive for the majority of the journey. Your questions are met with a wall of silence and a steely glare. Whatever she has planned, you are being left in the dark. Each investigator begins this scenario with two fewer cards in his or her hand. I've actually put a couple of damage tokens on my deck just to remind me we only start with a hand size of three. Brutal. We did find the missing relic, so we read Arcane Thrumming. Throughout the journey south, the device you recovered from the clutches of the Brotherhood continues its endless humming, wrapped in a thin bedsheet on the back seat of your car. Your understanding of the relic's nature is deepening. We get a new version of the relic. I wonder what Matteo makes of this relic. Does he think of it as a blasphemous object, or is he thinking it's actually maybe imbued by something, you know, unknowable and sacred? We rescued Alejandro, so we read Alejandro's thoughts. Throughout your journey, Alejandro scribbles endlessly in his journal, the sound of pencil scratching against paper a constant reminder of his presence. He remains huddled in the back seat of the car, his knees keeping the journal still, his brows furrowed in thought. This brotherhood is the least of our concerns, he says with an air of finality. I've been trying to decrypt the glyphs the device bears. The symbols are clearly not Aztec, nor Mayan, nor are they from any other Mesoamerican civilization, for that matter. I believe there's some other place the relic belongs, somewhere it was taken from, wouldn't you agree, Miss Ichtaka? Ichtaka's already grim expression grows darker, her eyes narrowing. She doesn't bother to turn around in her seat before addressing Alejandro. It belongs somewhere meddlesome scholars cannot abuse its power, she replies in a cold tone, and that is the end of the discussion. Crossing the border into Mexico is a less stressful endeavour than you imagined it to be due to Alejandro's connections. You're waved through customs with nary a stray glance, and soon enough, 
you're on your way to Mexico City. Each investigator begins this scenario with two additional resources, so we start on Heady 7. We need to cross out gas. Well, we have gas. So we do get a mulligan. Now, I always thought that Alejandro was body-swapped in Threads of Fate, but maybe I've got that wrong and I just haven't explored it deeply enough. Because that portion there does seem like Alejandro the non yidian Spoiler. But maybe he's a Yidian and he's trying to lead us already where he wants to go because he's a Yidian. I don't know. Interesting. After arriving in Mexico City, you're disheartened to find very little information regarding the Brotherhood or the Nexus. You peruse the archives of the city's libraries and universities but come up empty-handed. You can't find any of Alejandro's former colleagues in the city and even his enemies refuse to speak to you save for one, a woman named Padma Amrita who studied Alejandro's work before he came to Arkham. She agrees to meet you at a trendy lounge in the southern part of the city late at night. Ichtaka remains a short distance away, observing your new informant silently. Padma knows a lot about Alejandro's research, and even claims to have heard of the Nexus of Unkai, though she refuses to tell you how to find it. It is a fool's errand, she tells you. There is nothing to find, just a myth. Trust me, many have searched for it, none have found it. You point out that the Esley people were not a myth, and she responds with a charming smile. Perhaps not. But all this about the Esleys still being alive, undiscovered for centuries? She laughs heartily. Bushwa, pure and simple. Come now, you don't expect real scholars to believe that, do you? Your eyes are drawn to Ichtaka, who is overhearing the conversation with crossed arms, her nails dug into her forearms. Padma's eyes wander over as well, the hint of a smirk on her lips. In any event, I apologise. I don't have any information for you. Only a sap would continue this research any further. Good day. Padma leaves with another alluring smile, a sweet scent trailing behind her as she departs. Once she's out of sight, Ichitaka sits down next to you and you discuss your next move. After a week of failure after failure, she's grown impatient. You offer a few more suggestions regarding whom you could speak to next. Perhaps, you know, the Bishop of Mexico. But her mind is elsewhere. When you return to your hotel, she immediately retreats to her room to make preparations for tomorrow. You decide to settle in for the night, and before long, your mind is meandering hazily into a dreamless slumber. In the far recesses of your awareness, however, you can hear Ichtaka reciting a cryptic incantation. Cool, we're ready. That is our intro done. Here goes Return to the Boundary Beyond. I've set up the scenario, of course. We have two elder things in the bag, which means that we end up with Narcotic Brotherhood and Guardians of Time in the encounter deck, which is a spicy pairing. We put six present day locations into play. I've chosen them at random because the return to adds another six. We've created the exploration deck, which is 12 ancient locations, and the return to says don't put any treacheries in it. It also doesn't add that rule of shuffling in another treachery when you fail and explore, uh, when you succeed and explore, sorry. So it's just at the moment locations, which means if I explore, it will be an automatic success the first time and then if other cards get added. So in theory, Explore has got a lot easier in this scenario. We set Padma aside, we set a couple of active agendas aside, we set Poisoned aside, we shuffle up, we're ready to go. Our Chaos Bag, we have two skulls, they're minus one or minus three instead if you're at an ancient location, and we have two Elder Things, minus four, if you fail, place one clue from the token pool on the nearest ancient location. Well, we had a torrid time with Elder Things in Threads of Fate, it was brutal, uh, looking at the stats afterwards, there was only one test I 
drew an elder thing where I was just forced to take a test. So the other two were tests I chose to took at one below when I should maybe have gone to two up. But, you know, that's the luck of it, I suppose. But here to go four up is pretty painful because the rest of our bag, the spread is minus three, minus five auto fail. So now the spread is minus three, minus four, minus five. I'm not a big fan of, of those boosting to only remove a single token from the bag. So yeah, we'll see how we get on. Agenda 1A, the boundary, broken. Ichitaka is already up and about when you awaken, donning her traditional armor, her bow on her back, and a long blade at her side. Something is wrong, she states cryptically. I only meant to peer through the boundary. Her eyes are bloodshot, her face pale as a ghost. You suspect she hasn't slept all night. It matters not. It is time you witness the fate that will befall humanity if we fail. 8 Doom Act 1A. Crossing the Threshold As you depart the hotel, you realise the landscape of the city has been altered. Silver lightning crackles in the sky overhead, and the earth rumbles deep below your feet. Monstrous, polypus entities float just below the clouds. What is going on? You yell to Ichitaka over the whistling wind. What is this place? One future, she replies enigmatically. There's no clue threshold, but there is an objective. After the first Tenochtitlan location enters play by exploring successfully, advance. Oh, we also get to choose. Do we want to start at Kayoakan or Zokalo? Um, which is a good question, really, isn't it? The, the layout, we have a little diamond of, of locations. Those two I just mentioned and um, Hochimilko and Temple Ruins to the south and north. And then off to the east, we have Metropolitan Cathedral and off to the west, we have Chapultepec Park. So it's a diamond with two little wings. Let's start at Zokolo and maybe... Oh, we're going to be short on cards, aren't we? And Metropolitan Cathedral, I think, cares about cards in hand. So we'll go to Coyoacan. Although not always a part of Mexico City, Coyoacan has always been a historic area marked by narrow cobblestone streets and plazas. The ground shakes as you walk down one of the village's many confined paths and you suspect there is more that lives below the surface. If you're a Spanish speaker and you feel like I'm really butchering the pronunciation of these places, I'd just like to apologise. I did look them up and practice them a bit, but I know that there's more work to be done there. So it's one shroud and zero clues. While you're here, damage and horror cannot be healed from cards you control. And as an action, if you have five or more total damage and or horror on your investigator, explore. We're starting with one mental trauma and that's it. So we're not going to be able to explore here. We're probably heading out from here promptly. Our opening hand is a favour of the sun, a promise of power, the accursed follower, who we set to one side, the serpents of Yig, who we set to one side, and David Renfield. Hmm... This might be a straight full mulligan. Renfield is okay. There's a nice long doom threshold, but it's not a priority. Promise of power, definitely not a priority. Favour of the sun with no bless in the bag is a dead card. I think we put them all aside because we'd be looking for a spectral razor or a radiant smite or any of our bless tech because then at least ancient covenant kicks in. Maybe we keep favour of the sun and if we get to keep faith, we do keep faith, favour of the sun. One of the downsides of this deck is that there isn't draw in there. And if Renfield was actually an arcane initiate, I'd be very tempted just to initiate down and start drawing. I think we mulligan all three. Drawn to the flame. Sixth sense. Ward of Radiance. Shuffle up time. There isn't much we want to do with this hand either, is there? Sixth sense, drawn to the flame, Ward of Radiance. We're not going to be able to explore at Koyakan for a while unless we start getting pounded. 
Temple Ruins is either draw a weakness from your deck or draw a serpent. Chipotepec Park is agility or willpower. If it's willpower, we could give it a go. If it's agility, we're waiting for bless. Hochimilko, I think, is resources. I could be wrong. Zocalo is discarding cards with icons, or I can't remember what the new version is, and I think Metropolitan Cathedral is about cards in hand. Honestly, this turn might be about drawing cards to start, although if we draw the serpent, what do we do with it? Commit a water radiance and try and evade. I think first action we still draw. One of the mistakes I definitely make in this scenario in solo is I don't feel like I can do anything where I am, so I just move. But the mistake I make is that I actually can't do anything anywhere because I need more cards or I need a better solution than I have. So, yeah, in this instance with this three-card hand, I think first action is draw. It's the Holy Rosary level two. Second action draw, third action maybe play the Rosary. We're up to five willpower then, and potentially if we draw any willpower treacheries, we're adding bless. Yeah, second action draw, it's a favour of the sun. Third action, we play the rosary for two. So it's willpower plus one, so we're willpower five now. And after we succeeded a willpower test on a treachery, we exhaust the rosary to add two bless to the bag. That's not too bad. Upkeep, we draw a second favour of the sun. Who shuffled this deck? We go to six resources, and we hit our first doom of eight. And our first encounter card. It is a hand of the brotherhood. Two, two, two. Spawn, any empty location. Forced, after the last clue is discovered from an ancient location. If hand of the brotherhood is ready, place one doom on hand of the brotherhood. Clue from an ancient location anywhere, we put a doom. uh, Last clue from anywhere, we put a doom on hand of the brotherhood. While hand of the brotherhood is ready, action and reaction abilities on its location and connecting locations cannot be triggered. Now, Hochimilko does have kill an enemy or evade an enemy to to explore. So let's put the Hand of the Brotherhood there. It means we can't do the action here at Koyorikan. Koyorikan. The accent is on the last day. Could go up to Temple Ruins. We could go across to Zokolo. I think we keep pushing. We draw again first action. And maybe we head down. Hand of the Brotherhood isn't aloof, so we don't actually want to walk down there until we're ready. Maybe we go to Chipotepec Park. First action draw. It's a Radiant Smite. Hmm. <laughs> we just need to add some Bless to the bag and then we're cooking. Second action. Draw again. It's Vader Witsley. One cost. Willpower, agility and double wild icons. You can exhaust Vader to look at the top card of the expiration or encounter deck. If it's an enemy, deal a damage to Vader to discard it. If it's a treachery, deal a horror to Vader to discard it. Otherwise, return it to the top of its deck. I think last action, we play Vader for one, and we exhaust her and look what's coming up. Even if we don't do damage and horror, we're getting a little scry. We don't need to look at the explore deck because we know that we're going to explore successfully. Brilliant. The next card is a tear in time, which is revelation test willpower three for each point you fail by lose an action or take a horror. Well, that could potentially put bless in the bag for us with the rosary. So we're just going to leave it there. Enemy phase, the hand of the brotherhood doesn't do anything. Upkeep, we draw a Spectral Razor. Wow, okay, this is nice now. So hand reminder, we have Radiant Spite, Spectral Razor, Ward of Radiance, and Drawn to the Flame. Nice four events there. And then Double Favor of the Sun and the Sixth Sense. We're on six resources. How many is that? Seven cards in hand, and we hit two Doom. Our encounter card is 
a tear in time. Revelation tests willpower three for each point you fail by, lose an action or take a horror. And I notice as well, I don't often read the flavour on this. We've been conceptualising time as if it were a straight line moving forward from one point to the next. The truth is quite different. So we are two up. Two up takes everything out of the bag apart from the three, the two elder things, which is annoying because they're minus fours and the minus five in the auto fail, so five tokens. And that means that the bag is 15 in total. Yeah, that's right. You start at 14 and you've gained one extra token. So that's a two-thirds percent chance, two-thirds percent chance, two-thirds chance we pass. Or we could commit a card to get rid of the minus three, which would just be 11 out of 15. Right, we're just going to go for it. Two-thirds. Two I think one card is, is fine. If we could get double icon, I'd be more tempted, but we're just going to go. Plus one. Yeah, okay. We'll start with a plus one. Five to three, plus one. We exhaust our Holy Rosary because we just succeeded at a willpower test on a treachery and we add two bless to the bag. We're at two bless and zero curse. We pass tear in time and it's background to us. Let us straight away exhaust Vader and see what the top card of the deck is. It's a creeping poison. We're not poisoned. I think we leave that on top. We could put a horror on her to, to discard it, but I don't think it's worth it. What do we do? Sorry, a little bit distracted. Just had my latest coronavirus test come through. I've, I'm negative. So that's nice. It just pinged up just as I'm recording, which is cool. We could move to Hochimilko, Radiant Smite the Hand of the Brotherhood, which kills it, if that's the right place for it to advance, great. And then we need to pass a willpower four test. We'll be one up for that because you get a willpower four test when you advance. We could commit some cards to that, maybe the Ward of Radiance or one of these favors of the sun. To be honest with you, I'm still... The thing that's causing me concern here is we've only got two bless in the bag. We've got three bless users, the favors of the sun and the radiant smite. We have got a bless adder down in the Holy Rosary. I'd really like to be at a bit more and we could put down a favour of sun and then start doing our ancient covenant favour of the sun thing. So do we do first action draw? We do. And then probably stopping doing that. Yes, it's keep faith. Okay, brilliant. Now we can kick off. So fast, I'll pay two and play keep faith and put four bless in the bag. But straight away fast, I'll pay another two, taking me down to two resources to seal three of those four bless on one of these favour of the sun. This was worth it, yes. So first action was draw and we've suddenly gone up to three bless in the bag, three bless on favour of the sun. So we could now, second action move, third action kill the hand of the brotherhood. And if that means we advance, we've still got the favour of the sun thing. Let's do it. First action move, it's the Hochi Milko. A small wooden boat bumps up against the side of the canal, swaying gently in the rippling water. A juniper tree sticks out of the shallow water nearby, bending in the mild breeze. It's three shroud, no clues. After you successfully fight or evade an enemy at Hochimilko, explore. Perfect. Okay. And here we are with one action left. I think we do Radiant Smite this guy. The alternative was we Spectral Razor it. Let's, let's weigh this up. Radiant Smite would be one cost and we'd spend one bless from the bag. We'd fight at four, five, six on two. 
which is a really nice place to be, and one bless would go. We'd have one resource left, so in upkeep we'd go up to two, so we'd still have Spectral Razor online. If we Spectral Razor, we'd pay two, two plus five would be seven on two, even better. In theory, all three bless are still in the bag, so we could then do a four damage hit with Radiant Smite, is that right? Because the total damage across these two cards is seven. If we do Radiant Smite, Spectral Razor in that order, we do five damage. But if we do Spectral Razor, Radiant Smite, we can do six damage in theory. I've talked myself into using the Spectral Razor here. So I pay two with seven against two. The real token. Not using Favor of the Sun. It's a skull. That's a minus one. Now, I just had to pause because there was an alarm going off. And I've just been reading the cards again. While Hand of the Brotherhood is ready, action and reaction abilities on its location and connecting locations cannot be triggered. And Hotchimilko says, after you successfully fight or evade an enemy at Hotchimilko, explore. I think the timing for this is step six, we successfully fight. We can't trigger the reaction because the Hand of the Brotherhood is still ready. Step seven, we apply effects of the test, which is we do three damage to the Hand of the Brotherhood and kill it. So I think we actually miss out on Hotchimilko triggering, which is one of the real nuisances there. I think that's the case. I could be wrong, and I'm I'm kind of tempted to house rule it that that still works, because what it's reminding me of is the old Harbinger versus the new Harbinger. So the old Harbinger has, after Harbinger of Lucia has successfully attacked or evaded, place one resource on it. And that was step six. When you succeed in an attack or an evade, you put a resource on it. And importantly as well, because it was successfully attacked or evaded, not automatically attacked or evaded, you couldn't use auto-evasion to put resources on the Harbinger. And then the new Harbinger's forced effect is rejigged to after a successful attack or evasion attempt against this enemy ends. So that's a forced effect after step eight when the attack ends, which is kind of really fiddly. As I was sitting paused while this alarm was going off, I was like, I'm just going to fudge it and go for it. But I think I'm too good an egg for that, you know? I'm just not going to do it then. I'm not going to trigger that reaction. And that is a nuisance because we've moved and, and spent Spectral Razor there. But let's the Hand of the Brotherhood needed to die at some point, so we'll do that. And maybe we'll be lucky and the Creeping Poison that we've seen at the top will surge into something we can kill. Enemy phase nothing, upkeep, Vader and the Holy Rosary ready. We draw a second drawn to the flame. Rad card. We go up to one resource and we hit three doom. Our encounter card is creeping poison. We're not poisoned, but it does surge into merging timelines. Discard the top five cards of your deck. For each card in your hand that matches one of the discarded cards by title, discard that card from your hand and lose one action. Shuffle each weakness discarded by this effect into your deck. So, of our hand, we have two drawn to the flame, which are safe, and one favour of the sun, which is safe, because we know where it is. But then we've got six sense radiance might and water radiance. So potentially we're losing three cards and three actions. I think we play water radiance here, and draw five tokens to try and cancel this merging timelines. Bless. The very first token is a bless. Fine. That is warded. Well, we'll draw the other four just to see what we would have got. Well, I've got Bless, Elder Sign, Skull, plus one and zero. Cancel. No enemy. 
first thing we do is look with Vader. Next card is Window into Another Time. Now this is the one that you have to either shuffle an ancient location back into the exploration deck or place one Doom on the current agenda. I think either version is nasty enough that we put a horror on Vader and discard that because we don't have a cancel in hand. Now I think we do draw cards because if we draw the Serpent, we can use Radiant Smite and kill it here and job's done with Pochinoko. First action draw. It's a second Ward of Radiance, okay? Well, we would have lost our Ward of Radiance. Do we just keep drawing? We're at six cards in hand. Or do we make our way to the Metropolitan Cathedral now that we're six cards in hand and we think about exploring there? Advantage of staying put here is if we draw into the Serpents of Yig, we kill it here and we get an explore. And this Hochimilko is a tricky one to explore at because of this weird, you need an enemy here, you need to successfully fight or evade an enemy here. If we leave and we draw the Accursed Follower, we could spawn the Accursed Follower here. Oh no, it needs to be farthest from us. It's going to end up over at Chipotle Park. Hmm. I am tempted by Zokalo and then potentially moving to the Cathedral just to see what our explore goals are. Because if one of them is discarding a bunch of cards, it'd be good to know what we're losing from this hand or plan for it. Right, so second action, we'll move to Zocalo. The main square in central Mexico City, once the ceremonial center of Tenochtitlan, stretches before you. Silver lightning flashes in the storm clouds overhead, and you're shocked to find a tide of blood swelling over the plaza. The entire city is bizarrely devoid of life. It's three shroud, no clues. Action, discard cards with a total combined cost of at least five from your hand. Explore, draw the top card of the exploration deck. Well, we have three zero cost in our hand. Then we've got a favor of the sun, which is two cost, a six cents, which is three cost, and a radiant smite, which is one cost. So we could lose the favor of the sun and the six cents. That's a pretty brutal <laughs> pair to lose to explore. That would get us our first ancient out. I think if we see a shriveling, it's more useful to chuck a shriveling to it, a shriveling in a renfield, something like that. The other thing I'm noticing is that we're only on one resource. We have we have actually spent some of our resources busily. Well, quite a lot of our resources, in fact. So last action, we'll move to the Metropolitan Cathedral. If this is the cards in hand one, then this is the right play, because if we just chuck two cards, it's going to take us a while. The Catedral Metropolitana, situated on the northern side of the Plaza de la Constitución, was built by conquistadors after the conquest of the Aztec Empire. Cloud wisps swirl eerily over each of the cathedral's bell towers. Three shroud, no clues. Action, take one horror, draw two cards. Action, if you have six or more cards in your hand, explore. Boom. Okay, we did that in the right order. I'm really pleased about that. Next turn, explore Metropolitan Cathedral. Maybe get clues there. Move to Zocalo, do that one. Maybe by that point an enemy will have spawned at Hochimilko. We go deal with that one. We've got a, a route now to maybe get three. Potentially we come back to Koyoikan if we've taken damage and horror. Chapultepec Park, we're hoping all the way back over in the west is a willpower one. That's our three. We did draw, move, move. <laughs> really long turn for a very simple thing. We draw a promise of power in upkeep. We got two resources. We hit four of eight doom. We're okay for time so far. Encounter card is timeline destabilization. It's a hex. As the threads pull, the weave unravels. Revelation test willpower one. 
This test gets plus one difficulty for each ancient location in play. If you fail, take a damage and horror and shuffle timeline destabilization into the encounter exploration deck. Well, that's great. We're a five on one. Auto fail. Hmm. Damage and horror to build us up to Koyoikan is not too bad. And then it would just go in the exploration deck. So we potentially draw it again when we explore, which gives us another chance to Holy Rosary it. Or we just use our ability and cancel out that auto fail right now to get an extra action. That's not our turn, to get a card and a resource and two blessed because we'd be passing this Holy Rosary test. I think we just use our ability. This is the same thing that happened in Doom of Esli, isn't it? We don't know how many auto fails we're going to see and waiting for the right in inverted commas auto fail is not the right play. So we're just going to use our ability. We're going to exhaust the Holy Rosary to add two more bless. We're up to uh, five in the bag and three on favor of the sun. And that's an automatic success. So we draw a card. It's a Radiant Smite and we get up to three resources. Vader peaks at the top of the encounter deck for us. It's another Hand of the Brotherhood. Uh, can we use the Hand of the Brotherhood at all? Ah, we could evade the Hand of the Brotherhood at Hotchi Milko and then kill it, and it would be exhausted so we could trigger the ability. So I'm going to put it back at Hotchi Milko. It's two locations away from us as well. So it gives us a bit of breathing room. Right, so cards in hand. Eight. First action, explore. We're looking for red square. Yellow. Green. Orange. Green, purple, orange, purple, blue, <laughs> red. There we go. Temples of Tenochtitlan. So this comes into play and the connections change. This is now no longer just connected to Zocalo. It's also connected to the temple ruins up at the top. It's two shroud and two clues. It says after it enters play, place one doom on the nearest enemy, which is the hand of the Brotherhood. Ugh. And as an action here, place one doom on an enemy, discover two clues at this location, group limit once per round. We've got a sophisticated ploy coming up here, haven't we? Oh, the Hand of the Brotherhood is not in play. That was me peeking with Vader. We're going to draw Hand of the Brotherhood next turn. <laughs> I, I peeked and then immediately put it into play and resolved it. Sorry, misplay there. There's so much going on in terms of noise outside getting the news about being a negative on my test, all of that kind of thing. I'm sorry if it's a little bit difficult to follow. And I'm trying my best here, obviously. So we explored successfully. We don't place a doom. We know we're getting a hand of the Brotherhood next. The nice thing there is it means we don't get a doom now, but we can't now trigger that action to place a doom on an enemy because there are no enemies in play. However, the first Tenochtitlan location has entered play by exploring successfully, so we advance into the past. In the distance, light seeps through a wide crack in the ground. As you approach it, you realise the chasm is not natural at all. Below, you see the sky as if you are peering into a reflection of the clouds above. Wisps of grey smoke emerge from the chasm, giving off a familiar, bittersweet scent. You step through and resist the verge urge to vomit as the world spins upside down. When you open your eyes again, you're in another place, not somewhere, but somewhen. The investigator who just put a Tenochtitlan location into play by exploring successfully must test Willpower 4. If he or she fails, 
get a weakness. So I'm going to take that test, use a favor of the sun and an ancient covenant token to just pass. Act 2a, past and present. Is this real or a vision? Either way, the secrets of the ancients may hold the key to finding the nexus of Unkai. Find paths to the nexus by discovering all the clues from as many different Tenochtitlan locations as you can before time runs out. If there are six in play with no clues on them, advance. Well, do we just blast this one right now with um, a drawn to the flame? We've had one action so far. We've got two left. So we could draw to the flame and move to Zokolo. And next turn would be move to Hochimilko, evade the Hand of the Brotherhood, kill the Hand of the Brotherhood. Or, yes, because the, once the Hand of the Brotherhood is out, it would be blocking us doing other explores. The other alternative here is we play our Sixth Sense and investigate once here. We slow roll this a little bit more. But we're still going to go and need to kill the Hand of the Brotherhood wherever it spawns. And Hochimilko is still the best place for it to spawn. Am I explaining that right? Yeah, so so if we do a slow investigate now, in next Mythos phase, we draw that Hand of the Brotherhood. We could place it any empty location, but if we place it Zokolo, Temple Ruins, Koyoyakan, or Hochimilko, it basically shuts down most of the middle locations in the map for me doing the explore actions and reactions. And we need an enemy at Hochimilko to explore there, so it behooves us to place the enemy there anyway. In which case, if we're placing the enemy there, we may as well get it now. We may as well make our way there. I think that's right. Play drawn to the flame. Top card is a hand of the Brotherhood. It spawns at Hochimilko. We get two clues, and that is the temples cleared. And our last action will move back to Zokolo. Turn done. These turns are painful. Upkeep. The Rosary, Vader, and Favor readies. We draw the Expedition Journal. Well, that's nice. And we go up to four resources. We hit five Doom. And our encounter card is a Tindalos Alpha. It's a 434 monster extra dimensional and Tindalos traded. It has alert and retaliate. It also has a forced effect. After it attacks you, shuffle a non story asset you control into your deck, moving all damage and horror from that asset to your investigator to discard the Tindalos Alpha. And at the end of the enemy phase, you discard the Tindalos Alpha. Blah. Right, so it could dis- it could shuffle in favour of the sun or the Holy Rosary. Holy Rosary has done work. It's added four bless for us, hasn't it? I'm immediately seeing two options here. One is we just evade this thing. We could use favour of the sun to auto-pass. And then second action ah, slows us down with killing the hand of the Brotherhood, doesn't it? Second action would be play Expedition Journal, third action would be move, and we just take a horror from the Hand of the Brotherhood to set us up to kill it next turn. The other option is we just move now, and we take um, an Attack of Opportunity, which means we'd shuffle the Holy Rosary into our deck, or the Favour of the Sun, and we'd be then able to evade Hand of the Brotherhood, and we'd get an Explore this turn. We don't mind the damage and the horror, it's whether we mind losing the Holy Rosary or this Favour of the Sun. It's taken quite a long time thinking about this one. I tell you what, my thinking is that going a bit slower here might be the right way to go because Holy Rosary giving us that one-up willpower and the steady drip of bless long-term might actually be really useful. We could rush to get Milko out, but it's only one turn later only one turn. That's that's the crux of it, isn't it? 
Yeah, so I think I think we do it this way. I think this is right. How many actions is the expedition journal going to earn us? At most, three. Temple Ruins, Coyoacan, and Chapultepec Park. Two cost in a card for three actions is maybe not worth it. So this could be a card we discard here at Zocalo for the Explore. Oh, that's the other place it could be in action. It could be two cost for four actions. So first action we evade. We're a three on four. We use Favor of the Sun, Ancient Covenant to pass. Very tasty. Second action, do we actually just play six cents? I think maybe that's the better choice. And we've kept the Holy Rosary. It means for cluing we're in a good place. And third action, we move to Hochimilko. The Hand of the Brotherhood engages us. We haven't yet peaked with Vader what's coming next. It's a words of power. If there are one or more enemies at your location with doom on them, you cannot damage those enemies or discover clues at your location. Is there any way that doom can get added to the hand of the Brotherhood that we can't see? No. I think it's worth leaving this on top because we know it's a two-action clear. You could even try and water radiance it rather than putting it on bottom and not knowing what we get. So I'm going to leave that there. Enemy phase. We take a damage, a horror, sorry, from the Hand of the Brotherhood. We're at two of eight. And at the end of the enemy phase, we discard the Tindalos Alpha. I love the design of the Tindalos Alpha, by the way. It's done exactly what I want enemies to do in this game, which is make me think really hard. <laughs> so I think it's really cool. Upkeep, Vader readies. We draw the accursed follower. Hello. Location farthest from us. Temples of Tenochtitlan is two away. Temple Ruins is two away. Chapultepec Park is two away. Where are we going next? Are we... I mean, maybe Temple Ruins. In terms of places we can do, we could go Zocalo and then Temple Ruins for the accursed follower. Potentially get four parts, although that's slightly wishful thinking. I think we put it in the Temple Ruins because the alternative is Chapultepec Park and that means we have to go via Coyoyacan which we only have two horror on us, so we're nowhere near the five. So we'll put that up there. We go to six doom, and our encounter card is a words of power. We can't damage enemies or discover clues while there's an enemy at our location with doom on them, which there isn't. So we want to evade this hand of the Brotherhood and then kill it to get the successful fight or evade here. So first action, let's try and evade. We are a three on two, and we'll commit this promise of power, adding a curse to the bag, to be a seven on two. It's an elder thing. That is a minus four, and we don't fail. We have evaded it. We successfully fight or evade at Hochimilko, but before we resolve the evade, as far as I can tell, the Hand of the Brotherhood is still ready, so we can't do that. After our first action, Vader will tell us what's coming next. It's an Estli Guardian. Spawn any empty location, ancient if able. Which means it will be at the temples, which means it will start shooting us. Which is a bit of a nuisance. But it's not the end of the world if we're trying to get up to five damage and horror for Kyoyakan. So I'm going to leave it on top, I think. Or do I deal Vader a damage and just get rid of that one? They are such nuisances though, aren't they? If I get rid of it, we do have two Radiant Smite in hand, so we are still protected from another enemy-ish. Let's get rid of it. 
will deal a damage to Vader and get rid of it. I think like getting pinged twice. Hmm. Getting pinged twice might be the way that we get nicely to five damage and horror. We'll, we'll leave it. I'm so indecisive today. It's crazy. Okay, that was first action. Second action, let's try and kill the Hand of the Brother. We'll spend one of our two resources to Radiant Smite. We'll fetch a Bless to do it. There's one Radiant. Uh, there's one Bless sealed on Radiant Smite now. There's one on Favor of the Sun. There's four out of the bag. That means there's four in the bag. So I think we do use our Favor of the Sun here and then go and seal the other three while we can. Oh, we're one resource short. We're testing at six on four. We'll just go for it. Six on four. If we draw the curse, we can then favor of the sun. Six on four. Skull, minus one. The hand dies. It was exhausted, which means we can explore. Five bless out of the bag now. We've still got a bless on raid, um, favor of the sun, and we explore. We're looking for orange heart. Lake Hochi Milko. Four shroud. Two clues. After it enters play, each investigator at this location takes one direct horror. Well, that's us up to three. While you're investigating Lake Hochimilko, if you have three or fewer remaining sanity, it gets minus two shroud. That is another successful explore. Four shroud, it's another good drawn to the flame target. Better, actually, than the previous one. We have a single action left. Let's play drawn to the flame. We draw that Esli Guardian, which will spawn at the temples of Tenochtitlan. And we get two clues. Keep working, Frank. This is good. Enemy phase. The Esli Guardian shoots, but it's not connected to my location. The accursed follower adds a second curse to the bag. Two curse, four bless, and one bless on favour of the sun. Upkeep. We draw a keep faith and go up to two resources. Hand. Expedition journal. Favour of the Sun, Radiant Smite, Ward of Radiance, and Keep Faith. It's a pretty pretty cheap hand there, which is a bit frustrating for the Zocalo Explore. In play, we have a Sixth Sense, a Favour of the Sun with one Bless, Vader Whitsley with one Horror, and a Holy Rosary. And we are on six health and five sanity. We also have a Words of Power in play. We hit seven of eight Doom, and our encounter card is... Shadowed. If there are no cultist enemies in play, take a horror and shadowed gain surge. Well, there is the accursed follower. Otherwise, find a cultist enemy nearer you. Place one doom on that enemy. Well, that's great. It's the witching hour. And test willpower X, where X is that enemy's fight value. If you fail, take two horror. Its fight value is two. So we're a willpower five on two. I think we take it. Even if we draw an elder thing, we place a clue here and we just pick it up, which is basically losing an action. Three up is a good place to be. <laughs> of course, it's the elder thing. We fail. We place one clue here. That's not as good as I thought it was. Oh, well. How do we proceed? We're one up investigating here with six cents. Well, let's use Vader. What is coming next? It's a Tindalos Alpha. A damage and a horror from a Tindalos Alpha would take us to... One damage and four horror, which would be exactly enough to explore it. Koyoyakan. I think we leave this on top. What card would we lose to this? Probably the Holy Rosary, because we have Keep Faith in hand. So that sits on top. How do we get this clue? We're one up. We could use our last Favour of the Sun. 
and pass. And then we could immediately go broke to play this next favour of the sun and get three more bless out of the bag. There'd be one left in the bag and three sealed. So that would be one action. Second action, third action would be to probably move to Chipotlepec Park and see what we're dealing with. Because we don't really have enough cards in hand that have enough cost to discard cards with a combined total cost of at least five to explore at Zoccolo. And I'm thinking now, now that we've got the Esli Guardian out, but we know we've got more damage and horror coming down the pipe, Zoccolo is the least of our concern. So yeah, we'll take the test. We'll use Favour of the Sun Ancient Covenant to pass. Favour of the Sun discards. And we'll pay two to play another Favour of the Sun to seal three bless. So there's six out of the bag in the pool. There's three on Favour of the Sun, which means there's one left in there. Second action, we move to Kriorakan. Last action, we go to the park in the west. One of the largest city parks in the west, the Bosque de Chapultepec, is a beautiful ecological landmark overlooking the city, built in what was once a sacred forest many centuries ago. It's two shroud, zero clues, forced after you fail an agility test while at Chapultepec Park, take one damage, and its explore action here is test agility three. If you succeed, look for a card. Well... Favour of the Sun might help us there. Enemy phase. The Guardian shoots. The Accursed Follower adds a curse to the bag. We're at three in the bag. Upkeep. We draw David Renfield and go to one resource. And then we hit eight Doom. Eight on the agenda and one on the Accursed Follower. So actually nine. And we advance. If the Harbinger is still alive. Following no telltale flash of light, a sudden explosion of thunder blasts across the sky, causing you to jump in shock. As though drawn from the sound, a streak of silver lightning crashes down from the clouds, ripping a tear in the world before you. Through this tear, a familiar creature emerges. It hisses in anger and raises its gilded spear to attack. We need to find the Harbinger and spawn it at the location farthest from all investigators. And our Yig's Fury is three, so we don't need to put it where the lead investigator is. And I've not marked anything for the Harbinger, which means I don't think we've damaged it at all so far. Farthest from us. Okay, your icons. One, two, one, two, three. We can either put it at Zoccalo. No, that's two away. So we can either put it... Everything is two away apart from the temples of Tenochtitlan, where the Esli Guardian is, so it's there. Agenda 2A. The barrier is thin. Ichitaka's strength continues to wane as you journey through the strange vision. You've never seen her this troubled. She's often distracted, peering about as though any moment the answer will appear before her. From time to time, she mutters strange phrases to herself. How could this have happened? The answer will be with the ancients. Someone else is here, I know it. And our encounter card is... That Tindalos Alpha. The Holy Rosary has been great. We have more bless possibilities to hand. We're just a little bit broke, aren't we? So I think we explore which means the Tindalos hits us for a damage, we're at one of six, and a horror, we're at four of eight, and we shuffle the Holy Rosary into our deck, and we discard the Tindalos Alpha. We need to test agility three now, and we will use a bless from Favour of the Sun and the Ancient Covenant to pass. You know what I'd like to see? A sword cane. For goodness sake, we don't think we've ever seen them. Uh, I don't know why I'm drawing a token, because we passed. We're looking for Blue Triangle. Chipotlepec Hill 
Each investigator here gets minus two willpower. Oh. And after you draw a hex card, you can discover one clue at this location. Group limit once per phase. This has now added a connection up to the temple ruins, so the Harbinger has a pretty quick route to get to us. So I'm willpower two here, and I investigate two on four with six cents to try and get a clue. That doesn't seem very positive. Let's peek with Vader after our action one to see what's coming next. It's a Brotherhood cultist. Well, the last thing we need is more enemies, so I am going to put a damage and discard that. I'm pretty sure that's the right play there, particularly with words of power in play, and now that we've got three enemies out as well. We have two actions remaining. We could take a stab at getting this by committing the Expedition Journal and David Renfield. We would be a six on four. We can't use Favour of the Sun because we just used it. The other option is we move to Coyoyacan and explore there. We're going to move back into Chapultepec Park at some point, but potentially if we pull a special token in Coyoyacan, we grab the clue off Chapultepec Park anyway. There's also a reaction here. After you draw a hex card, discover one clue at this location. The question is how many hexes are there in the encounter deck? Tricky, 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 tricky. Feels like every turn in this scenario has been really knotty. If we take the test at two up, we're... it's not a good situation, actually. There's three curse in the bag, but there's also two skulls at minus three. So yeah, taking the test at two up, committing two cards is not the way to go. So second action, let's move to Kuyoyakan. And third action, we have five or more total damage or horror on us, exactly that amount. So we'll explore. We found the Sacred Woods, four shroud and a clue. After it enters play, each investigator at this location discards the top 10 cards of their deck. Ward of Protection, Shriveling, Promise of Power, Ward of Protection, the Codex of Ages, David Renfield, Relic of Ages, Shriveling, Spectral Razor, Tempt Fate. Wow, brutal. Not right of equilibrium, hasten to add. Or Harmony Restored. <laughs> okay. If you have no cards remaining in your deck, there's an action here to discover all the clues remaining. That's our three. We did Explore, Move, Explore. We've got these two Four Shroud, One Clue locations, and we're, with six Sense, a four on four. Maybe losing the Holy Rosary was a bad play there. I'm not sure. This is now, the connections have all moved. It's all a bit funky now. <laughs> so the Harbinger can basically get to us wherever we go. If it hunts down to Zokolor, and then it's just one move away from us, we can actually get away from it going up to Chapultepec Hill. So I'm going to have it hunt there. We're not quite ready to deal with it. Upkeep draws us a right of equilibrium. And Vader readies. And sorry, I forgot to add a curse as well. That's really annoying that that curse added, because we were seven and seven out. So right of equilibrium would have been add seven curses to add seven bless. But there we go. Oh, we get a resource one too. We hit... Our first doom of five, and our encounter card is the Serpent of Tenochtitlan. It's three fight, five health, and three evade. While it's at an ancient location with clues on it, it gains retaliate and alert. It is. Otherwise, it gains hunter. After it deals you damage from its attack, if you're not poisoned, get poisoned, and it's a victory and a vengeance. Uh-oh. Things are filling up nicely here. We can favour of the sun evade this guy. There's only one bless in the bag, so our Radiant Smite is not going to help us much. Hand reminder, Radiant Smite, Right of Equilibrium, Ward of Radiance, Keep Faith, David Renfield, Expedition Journal. Two resources. So, we, I mean, we could play David to tap. It's not going to help us much. 
it is a stat boost. We could play the keep faith, but then we can't afford the Radiant Smite. We could evade, play right to Equilibrium to completely fill the bag, and then Radiant Smite to deal four damage to this guy. And next turn we could deal one, but then we're taking a hit from the Harbinger. We could evade right of Equilibrium to nearly fill the bag, move to Chapultepec Hill. We're just trying to stay alive and stay away from these people at this point. The priority here is can we get these two clues? And we've been slightly unlucky that we've hit a load of four shroud locations. If we can evade this guy without using Favour of the Sun Ancient Covenant, we could then use Favour of the Sun Ancient Covenant to get a clue. Blah, 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 blah. But I think we have to do Favour of the Sun Ancient Covenant to try and get the clue. To try and evade, rather. I think when in doubt, we go full chaos. We'll use Favour of the Sun an Ancient Covenant to evade, because we don't want to get poisoned. Second action, we'll play Right of Equilibrium to add six curses to add six bless, which takes us up to ten curse in the bag, and seven bless. There are two out of the bag, and there's one sealed on a Favour of the Sun. And last action, we'll move to Chapultepec Hill. The Harbinger now hunts to where the Serpent is to get to us, and we can't add a curse because there aren't any to add. In upkeep, we draw a Holy Rosary, which is fine, and we hit two Doom of Five. Ah, I forgot to peek with Vader. That's fine, I forgot. So be it. I draw a second Words of Power. That's okay. So now we can get a clue here, because we do Favour of the Sun, our last one. Can we do anything mad with fishing? I don't think so. So first action, investigate. We're a two, because this is Chapultepec Hill where we have minus two willpower. A two on four. I'll use Favour of the Sun to use that Bless and Ancient Covenant to get the clue. That's us at three pards. We'll exhaust Vader and peek at what's coming next. It's a Shadowed, which would add a Doom to the nearest cultist, which would be the Accursed Follower, which means we're spending an action to engage and an action to kill the Accursed Follower. So short on damage. Losing both of those shrivelings to the Sacred Woods. Pretty nasty. I, th I still think we have to leave this on top. Because the alternative is not good. The alternative is a Brotherhood Cultist spawning on us. Second action. Let's move to the Temple Ruins. It's five Shroud No Clues. After you successfully investigate Temple Ruins, explore. Wow. And then we have one action left. What do we do? We're going to get shot by the Esley Guardian here, but we have given us ourselves a bit of distance from the Harbinger and the Serpent. Ah, we've got two words of power. Oh, that's fine. Okay, we're going to try and Ward of Radiance and cancel that next turn. Because if we put a Doom on the Accursed Follower, we then can't kill it. We do lose a turn. Hand Reminder. Expedition Journal. David Renfield. Keep Faith. Radiant Smite. Holy Rosary. And Ward of Radiance. We have a Sixth Sense and a Vader Witsley in play. We've got five health and four sanity left. We're on three resources. This has just felt really um, agonising <laughs> all the way through. I think it is a really tough scenario, in Solo particularly, I mean. And I think we're doing pretty decently to have cleared three. It's just what we do now. With these three resources and one action left, we could play the Expedition Journal, but that would only earn us one action, so that is definitely out. Play David Renfield. The soak is nice. We'd lose Vader though, so no. Holy Rosary. Get our willpower up to five. Pretty decent. Play the Keep Faith. We'd 
pay pay two for three more bless in the bag because there's only three that's also nice radiant smite costs one so we'd get that resource back to be honest with you i don't like playing any of these because if we pull a harmony restored we clear the bag of curses and it costs us three and we're on three i think we stay where we are because then the harbinger and the serpent move up to chapultepec hill which means we are taking a damage but that's okay so our options really come down to engage the accursed follower not a fan of that we're taking a damage and a horror then take a resource actually not too bad an idea or draw a card if we draw a card and it's the serpent we then take a hit from the serpent which is really nasty so we take a resource wow complicated we're at four resources now because of some of the revealed new locations the sacred woods which was koyoyakan is now no longer connected up to where we are the temple ruins it's only connected uh, southeast to Lake Hochimilko and northwest to Chapultepec Hill. So the serpent and the harbinger hunt there. The serpent doesn't even hunt because it's at a location, ancient location with clues on it. It stays where it is. Well, that's kind of cool because we can actually move back in there. So we could move in, evade, get a clue if we wanted to. We don't add a curse because there isn't one. We do get shot. We've now got four health and four sanity left. Our encounter card is Harmony Restored. And we got up to five resources. We hit three doom. And our encounter card is the shadowed. I don't think we want to place this doom. So we're going to try and ward of radiance now. And this bag is full of treats. Minus two elder thing. Bless. Curse elder thing. <laughs> both elder things. In a bag that's like 30 tokens. And we draw both elder things. That's cancelled with that bless, which is lovely. Okay, so we can keep faith for two and harmony restored to clear the bag. That's all one action. In theory, we then play the Holy Rosary, play David Renfield, or do we just move to Zokolo? Do we even need to play harmony restored and purge purge the bag? Is what I'm thinking. What's our goal here? It's to get the clue on sacred woods if we can, or to go to Zokolo spend an action, discard five resources worth of cards from our hand to explore, to give us another place. Both shrivelings are gone. Both spectral raises are gone. One promises power. It means we just got... Our deck is six cards left. Two sword canes. The serpent. What else have we not seen? Another harmony restored. Hmm. Hmm, hmm, hmm. With a sword cane, we can start working on the Harbinger. If we do just sit here and take a bunch of hits, it's not the worst thing in the world if we have Renfield to soak and the Rosary to soak. But it's still pretty bad, actually, because they only soak one and one. The Harbinger hits for two and two. The reason I'm pausing is I really don't want to use Radiant Smite to kill the Accursed Follower, because it's two actions, engage, hit. To what end? You know, to basically no end. The other thing is I don't really want to leave here because I can move in to where the serpent is. I just don't have a way of evading the serpent or killing the serpent. Let's purge the bag. Two cost, fast, to play keep faith, put all of those in the bag, and then three cost, taking us broke, to remove X chaos token, X curse tokens for each X bless. So our bag now is... 25 tokens, 10 of which are blessed. 
is 40% chance of pulling bless, which is no bad thing. And we get 10 resources, so we're on exactly 10. We have two actions left. Let's peek with Vader. Next card is a timeline destabilization. There are now four ancient locations in play, but it would just be a damage and a horror. It's a willpower five, damage and a horror. If you fail, put into explore deck. If we're going to play Renfield and Holy Rosary now, next turn we'll be at willpower six, so we'll be one up. I think we leave it on top because the alternative is a Brotherhood Cultist. <laughs> you know that that at least doesn't add doom. It doesn't get rid of an ancient location. It's a nasty card. There's a risk of pulling the Elder thing, obviously, but it's also not the nastiest. What I'm gambling on, basically, isn't it, is that if I just play cards now, I take a pretty beefy hit, three damage and three horror. I'm gambling on drawing a sword cane on time. I think we have to move. So I think we play the Holy Rosary, going down to eight, and we move to Zokolo. In the enemy phase, the Harbinger hunts across... The accursed follower adds a curse. We go up to three damage. In upkeep, we draw the Serpents of Yig, and we go up to nine resources. Well, thought you'd be coming. Takes the Elder Sign. Place of Doom, and our encounter card is Timeline Destabilization. Willpower one. There's four ancient locations in place, so it's willpower five. If we fail, it's a damage and a horror, and putting it into the exploration deck. We are a five on five, and we're just going to take it like that because there's nothing else we can do. Skull, that is a minus one, which is a fail. We're at a present day location. It shuffles into the encounter deck. Let's put the damage and horror on Vader. She's at two and two now. She has worked really hard for us all, all game. Well, there's no bad cards left in our deck, which is nice. How do we get that clue from the Sacred Woods without getting poisoned? <laughs> oh, for a sword cane. I mean, the chance of a sword cane now is super high. It's what, 40% of our deck is sword canes. And we are on four or five doom. So I think if we're going to make a play, this is it. Which means we can't get that clue, right? We're at our limit. Could we have got it last turn? We'd have moved evaded. And then this turn, we'd have to kill the serpents evade and get the clue. Oh no, we would have taken the hit from the Harbinger as well. Right, first let's try and kill a Serpent. We pay one, we're down to eight resources to play Radiant Smite. We'll use Willpower, so we're a five on two. We'll find two Blesses in the bag. There are ten in there. Seal them on Radiant Smite to make us a seven on two. Minus two. Those two blessers unfortunately come out, but the Elder Sign goes back in. The Serpents are dead. So one way to get this clue is to just investigate here with Sixth Sense. If we pull, it would be five on three. If we pull a skull, we could then be investigating at the Sacred Woods, but use this shroud and pass. I think it's still worth it, you know? It's, it's a crazy chance to do it. We could end up losing a load of bless. But our alternatives are draw cards, just basically not much. And I think we're going to head south to Lake Hochimilko to get away from the Harbinger. So let's just draw a skull now. It's uh, 2 in 23. 1 in 11. That's not so bad. 
Something like that. Here we go. Zero. We pass, we investigate, nothing happens. And we'll move to Lake Hochimilko. Enemy phase. We add a curse. The harbinger hunts towards us. We can choose where it goes. So let's have it go into the sacred woods with the serpent. Because then we can run away from both of them. Upkeep. We draw a sixth sense. We go up to nine resources. Wow. We've got four cards left in our deck. It must be Harmony Restored, two Sword Canes, and the other Holy Rosary. Sword Cane, just heavy card. And we hit five Doom. Vision of the future. The silver flashes of lightning become more frequent and the sky starts to split open. Thunder rumbles in the distance and you watch as the skylines of both cities, the present day city and its ancient predecessor, are consumed in a giant stone moor. Six pillars surround the cavernous opening, each glowing vibrantly. A red hue erupts from the centre of the opening and the ground shakes with the force of an earthquake. We've seen enough. We must get out of here while we still can, Ichtaka shouts. For the first time since meeting her, you hear trembling in her voice. Find each Tenochtitlan location in play with no clues on it. There's three, Chapultepec Hill, Lake Hochimilko, and Temples of Tenochtitlan. Add them to the victory display. Then for each present day location in play, search the exploration deck for a location with a matching location symbol in the upper left corner and place it on top of that location, taking its place. So where we are at the lake, it's a two shroud, one clue location. After it enters play, we lose all of our remaining actions. I don't think we have actions. Turn hasn't begun, although we do reset actions and upkeep. I'm pretty sure that doesn't doesn't affect us here. We spawn... Oh, no, we need to put the others in place, sorry. At Templo Mayor, after it enters play, shuffle your discard pile into your deck, discard cards from the top of your deck until a weakness is discarded, draw that weakness. Well, that's Serpents of Yig back to join us. <laughs> that's nasty. And then I'm pretty sure all the other ones don't affect us. The canals of Tenochtitlan, it's green diamond. Each enemy there gets plus two evade, and while there's an exhausted enemy, it goes from five shroud to three shroud. The temples is three shroud and a clue. After it enters play, each investigator here takes a direct damage. Well, I'm not there. And the sacred woods has a clue, so we don't change it. Chapultepec Hill, two shroud, two clues. After it enters play, each investigator here discards two random cards from their hand. So really the only ones that punished us were the Templar and where we were. The accursed follower at the Templar Mayor summoning back the serpents there. Padma spawns at the Templar Mayor. She is a 5-3-3. Alert, retaliate hunter. While she's ready, clues cannot be discovered from each ancient location. And after she attacks you, if you have at least one clue, flip one of your clues to its doom side. Otherwise, take three horror. And the map has changed now into basically a heart shape. So from where I am at the lake, I can go northeast or northwest. And then those two locations carry on in the respective directions. And up at the top, the Templo connects uh, left to Chapultepec Hill and right to the temples of Tenochtitlan. So yeah, picture a heart. Remove the current act from the game. Put the set aside Act 3A and Agenda 3A into play. Time collapsing. Alejandro's former critic stands atop the steps of the main temple, her true self revealed to you. Silver streaks of lightning wind through her open arms. Coiled about her feet is an army of hissing cobras. Only the Chosen can find the Nexus. Only I am worthy. Six Doom. The Return Trip. Ichtaka points to the temple in the distance, shouting over the raging storm. It was her. She's the one trapping us. She's known all along. One way or another, if you want to get back home, you'll have to slip through the rift Padma entered from. 
We need two clues, and we can spend them at the tempo if she's defeated advance or if we spend the requisite number of clues advance. But while she's ready, clues cannot be discovered from each ancient location. So we can't just investigate and run up there. In theory, with a sword cane, a sword cane that we've just shuffled our entire deck into so that we can't do anything. In theory, with a sword cane, we blast up there, evade her, grab two clues and leave. To be honest with you as well, a Radiant Smite could hit her and kill her in one shot. She is elite, so a Spectral Razor won't. And our hand is David Renfield Expedition Journal in a sixth sense. Our encounter card is Creeping Poison, We're Not Poisoned, into a Brotherhood Cultist. Uh-oh. So Onos is a Serpent of Yig and a Brotherhood Cultist. We have a Holy Rosary Sixth Sense Invader in play. The Harbinger is one location away. Padma is one, two, three away. We're, we have three health and four sanity left. Looks to me like we're taking a trauma here. The only path I can see out of this is evade three on two the serpents, evade three on two the Brotherhood cultist, and move to the canals of Tenochtitlan, and then we get shot again by the Esli Guardian, and Padma hunts one away from us. Then the next time we'd move to Padma, evade her, grab a clue, not get shot. I mean, that's the path, but we need to pass two one-ups. So first evading the Serpents of Yig. Three on two. Zero. Evaded. Then evading the Brotherhood Cultist. Three on two. Bless. That makes us five on two. Let's exhaust Ancient Covenant and stop there. Last action. Move to the canals. Enemy phase. Harbinger hunts down to the lake. Padma hunts across to the temples. We add a curse because of the accursed follower. And we get shot by the Esli Guardian. We're on four damage and four horror. Upkeep. We draw a Harmony Restored. <laughs> thanks, but no thanks. It is two willpower icons. Uh, we're up to ten resources. We go to one of six doom. We forgot to look with Vader, but there's a lot to handle here. We get arrows from the trees. Revelation, take one damage plus one additional damage for each ally asset you control. Well, we control one, and that would wipe us out. So we put one on Vader and one on us, and we're on one health left now. It behooves us to go and stand near Pad Padma so that we're next to the Esli Guardian. So the plan so far has worked, so let's do it. We move to the temples, engaging Padma. We try to evade Padma with three on three. Curse, go again, one on three. Bless, three on three. Let's flip the Ancient Covenant and just stop there. And that is a pass. That was a bless passing us because the curse would have failed us. And she's evaded now. We can't leave this location, because if we do, we get shot by the Esli Guardian. Hmm. We could investigate here. We're two up. That would get us one of our clues. Ah, and it's only Shroud 1 here as well. But then we're going to need to evade her again next turn. But if we leave, we get shot and we die. So we can't leave. So our choice is play Renfield for a bit more soak, but don't get a clue. Or investigate. If we investigate... Next turn would be evade, move, 
investigate again and win. But it leaves us no window for error. <laughs> None whatsoever. Investigating here, we're a five on one. Let's do it. Plus one, clue. Enemy phase. The Serpents of Yig, the Brotherhood Cultist, and the Harbinger all hunt the canals. Padma and Upkeep engages us. The Esdi Guardian shoots each connecting location, so not us. And the Accursed Follower adds a curse. We're at six bless and three curse in the bag. Upkeep, we draw Favour of the Sun and go to two 11 resources. We hit two Doom, and our encounter card is... Window to another time. Peril. You must either choose one. Choose and shuffle an ancient location back into the exploration deck or place one doom on the current agenda. Well, we can just shuffle this Chapultepec hill back in because I don't think we're trying to collect them. Our turn begins. We pay two for favour of the sun and go fetch three blesses. One, two, three. This is nice now. So we first action evade. Ancient Covenant, bless, that's a pass. She's exhausted so we can get clues. Second action, we move to Templo Mayor. And third action, we need to investigate here. We're a five on two. And if we commit this Harmony Restored, we're a seven on two. Elder thing, <laughs> pass. Clue. We have two clues. We're at the Temple Mayor. We spend the clues to advance. That is the jammiest ending to a scenario I've ever had, I think. Fluking the three on two, three on two, then three on three, three on three. Whoa. The gateway home. No, come back here, Padma screens, as soon as she figures out your plan. You can't leave me here. I've been chosen. Ichitaka looks back at you with a pitying glance. The two of them share a knowing look for a short moment, and you hear Padma cry, How could you? Ichitaka pays her no heed, turning back to face you. Go, I'll be right behind you. You shake off your fear and step through the rift. Resolution 1. And breathe. You're assailed by a prismatic assortment of colours and lights as your mind hurtles back into place. When you next open your eyes, you're lying in the city's central plaza, your head still spinning from the sensation of plummeting. A small voice in the back of your mind tells you it was all a figment of your imagination, a daydream. It's the voice of self-preservation warning you to avoid the path of lunacy you've set upon. You ignore it and rise to your feet, your legs trembling with terror and exhaustion. That woman. She must have realised who I am and followed through the breach I made. Perhaps she wished to know the location of the Nexus as well, Ichitaka says cryptically. She has been cryptic repeatedly in this scenario. Your head pulses with pain as you attempt to remember the events of the past few hours. You saw it, did you not? The cave, the moor in the sky, bathed in red, she continues, searching the sky in contemplation. It must be the path that leads to the Nexus. It's difficult for you to recall with precision what happened on the other side, but the image of the red cavern flickers across your memory. You confer with Ichitaka that you saw the cavern as well and ask her how she knows it leads to the Nexus. Her bloodshot gaze meets yours and you think you spot the hint of a smirk tugging on her lips. It is a difficult thing, peering across the boundary into the very threads of time. Perhaps you're more than you seem, she responds, the irony of her statement lost on you. Though she departs without answering your question, you understand the answer that remains unspoken. In the haze of broken timelines and unexplainable phenomena, 
the path you saw was one future, a future you intend to fulfil. So we record that three parts are known to us, because three is the number of Tenochtitlan in the victory display, and if it's three or more, Ichitaka has confidence in us. The Harbinger is still alive, no vengeance, no VP, but we get three for the three we, we did. So, not too bad overall. And I am exhausted. I think that's taken me about two hours to record. I imagine it'll turn out as a maybe a just over an hour play. <laughs> a lot of pausing to avoid the worst of the noise. Quite a lot of confusion. A lot of thinking. And I think we saw one of the drawbacks of this deck, which is it can stutter a little bit for enemy damage and sort of enemy solutions. We have four cards that are permanent solutions or assets, Shriveling and the Sword Cane, and we saw both Shrivelings get discarded and never saw either Sword Cane. So we basically had to deal with, we played, what, two Radiant Smites and one Spectral Razor, and that was it. And we finished the scenario with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven enemies in play, two of which were doing a lot of work. The the Esli Guardian was completely zoning off the right-hand side of the map, and the Accursed Follower was piling curses out. The Serpent of Tenochtitlan was scary, but we basically left. It it stopped us getting one ancient location. So yeah, I'm exhausted. So I'll take a break, and then we'll see if we carry on. I'm actually recording this uh, two days later. I'm sort of dividing up my recording. I was starting to feel like I was making a pretty oppressive schedule for myself in terms of what I wanted to do and how I wanted to do it. So I've changed things up. And yeah, I'm really happy to be at the table and carry on with Mateo's adventure, this time into Heart of the Elders, part one. Part one or part A? I don't even know if that's consistent. Part one, I think. Heart of the Elders A. Right, I'm going to tell you about my deck, I'm going to read the introduction, and then we're going to get playing. I had 6 XP after Boundary Beyond. This is one of those times where I had a decision to make about upgrades, where I didn't get to consult with patrons or other listeners, so I just had to decide myself. I had a choice of two things. The first option was buy two Jacob Morrison and upgrade Renfield into Jacob Morrison. And then the other option was go for a single Arcane Studies level 4, with a view to saving 2 XP and adding another copy in if we can get two more XP. And I'm really torn about this one. So Jacob is three cost, three XP, survivor ally with a wild icon, ally and blessed, which is why Mateo can take him. He doesn't ready during upkeep, but he's got two reactions. When you would fail a skill test, you exhaust Jacob to get plus two skill value for this test. So the equivalent of lucky. And also reaction after a blessed token is revealed from the chaos bag during a skill test you're performing, ready Jacob Morrison. So in theory, with this guy in play, I could go into a test lower than I normally would, maybe evens on the threshold, and pull a minus two, tap Jacob and still pass. Then I could do the thing that we've done a lot of, favour of the sun plus ancient covenant, for a subsequent test, to definitely pull a bless and ready Jacob Morrison. Even if I don't do that, we have seen several occasions where I've drawn a bless. I'd love to see the data, and I know that 
one patron, Asisani, is very kindly tracking all of the skill test data for this thing on your feet to see how much of an influence Bless and Curse are having. So it would be really good to see actually how many tests just natively I'm pulling Bless. Anyway, I'm really intrigued by Jacob. I think essentially he he fits nicely for Renfield's position because when we get the right of equilibrium, harmony restored thing going, we seem to not be hurting for resources at all, more or less. And Jacob can give us a plus two to all of our stats rather than a plus one just to willpower. So I'm kind of really intrigued, given Matera has a pretty flat stat line, that could be really useful. I don't think it's brilliant. I don't think it's a you must include me, but I think it would be very nice. The reason to pause about including Jacob, partly the cost, but also that we've also been playing Vader Whitsley quite a lot. And Vader is incredibly strong. And given that Jacob is an ally you'd want on the table giving you value turn after turn, there could be a little bit of a conflict there about which ally we get or spending 6 XP for an ally that we then just play Vader and keep Vader on the table means that could be a bit disappointing. Other option is Arcane Studies 4. Two cost, many icons. It uses two resources that replenish at the start of each round. And as a free trigger, I can boost willpower or intellect with those resources or my resources. This is a super intriguing choice for me as well, partly because of what we've just talked about, about having the huge pool of resources, and also about having another way to boost willpower or intellect that isn't requiring, uh, isn't requiring A, static boosts, the Holy Rosary in Renfield, or B, just committing cards. So it's just another way of getting those boosts. I think a steady plus two willpower every turn with this could be so useful, whether that's on Sixth Sense, whether that's on Shriveling, whatever it is, Sword Cane. And then also if we don't see Sixth Sense and we still want to get clues, Arcane Studies helps us. So what I've actually done is I've gone with the Arcane Studies and I've saved two XP. And I'm hoping over the next two scenarios we can get, if we get four XP, that will bring us to a total of six and we can go with Jacob. If we can get all the way up to eight XP, that will bring us to a total of 10 and we can do the other Arcane Studies in both copies of Jacob. And that will be really nice going into City of Archives where we've got a recurrable boost in Arcane Studies and then also the cool kind of stat boosting thing of Jacob as well, potentially, although things might go crazy at that point. So that's my upgrades, 2xp spare. If you've got thoughts about this, email in drawn to the flame podcast at gmail.com or find me on Facebook or on Twitter, wherever it is. Send me a message, say, you've really forgotten an obvious card here, it's X. And yeah, maybe I have, or maybe you want to try this deck and grab the list, but, but change it out. I'm having a slight sort of lingering thought of who should I have just gone with Jacob for the craziness of it, but I think we can still get there for our end game, and I think it'll be fun. Okay, story time. It has been several days since your party ventured forth into the rainforest once more, and each day the hazards you face grow more and more dangerous and frequent. Securing enough food and supplies for the journey is a constant struggle, and you're harassed at every turn by the jungle's inhabitants. Fortunately, you've seen no sign yet of the serpent people who attacked the previous expedition, but you're positive they're out there, watching, waiting. On the morning of the sixth day, you find the entrance. It is a huge cave opening partially obscured by trees, brush and vines. You nearly miss the great cavern more altogether, despite its enormity. Surrounding the cavern's entrance are six stone pillars, each covered in strange grooves and carvings that glow with a dim red hue. Perhaps one of your guides will understand what this means. 
We don't have Ichitaka, we don't have Alejandro, so we consult with the expedition journal. The previous expedition's journal doesn't have all the answers, but as you browse its pages you're struck by a familiar diagram, one drawn by Lorenzo, an expedition member who never made it back to Arkham. It is a delicate recreation of a carving that was on a wall of one of the Esli ruins. Many of the patterns and hieroglyphs you see in this drawing are shared among these pillars. It cannot simply be a coincidence. These pillars are surely the key to finding the way to Mukai. Begin this scenario with expedition journey and play. It's worth noting that we have a map, so we map the way forward. We have a canteen, so we start the scenario with a clue. We had provisions, so we don't lose resources. And we had gas, so we don't not get a mulligan. As it were. Agenda 1A. The jungle's heart. You are deep in the jungle now, surrounded on all sides by the uncharted wilderness. All around you, the rainforest sings, its lyrics found in every chirping insect, every snapping tree branch, every serpent's hiss. There's an explore action, draw the top card of the exploration deck, if it's a connecting location, put it into play, and move to it. Our explore deck is six locations, and in the return to... We have that rule about successful exploration, top card of the encounter deck into the explore deck. Five doom, and there's only two agendas in this scenario, each with five doom, so we have ten turns. Act 1A, a familiar pattern. Six stone pillars surround the entrance to the cavern, each carved with a series of uncanny grooves and hieroglyphs that form an intricate pattern. Touching them causes the grooves to glow brightly, and twisting them causes the patterns to shift and change. Perhaps these patterns match the glyphs found in other regions of the rainforest. It's two clues, and there's an objective. When we've collected the requisite number of clues, we must immediately spend them in advance. We're starting on one clue, which is nice, with the expedition journal. Skulls are minus one or minus three instead if you're at a cave. And we do start on the mouth of Kinyan, the cavern's moor, which has three pillar tokens on it. It's two shroud and a clue. A two-star, no clue, sorry. You can resign here and also as an action you can check your supplies. If you have a compass, look at the top three cards of the exploration deck. Place one on the bottom and the other two on top in any order. And the check your supplies ability can be used from any location, also in the return to. We do have a compass. Then there are no cultists in the bag, no tablets, and elder things are minus three. If you fail, take one horror. So we've got past the nastiness of the minus four elder things in Boundary Beyond. Minus three is not so nasty. And horror, we don't mind, although famous last words, maybe we're going to get completely horrified. Because we map the way forward, we also start with a ruin in play. It is the Temple of the Fang, two shroud, one clue. It gets plus one shroud for each vengeance point in the victory display. Rising just over the tree canopy is a time-warm step pyramid of pale stone. A storm of hisses surrounds you from the trees, and it's victory too. So in theory, we move there. We get that clue and we immediately advance. What we need to do is get three more clues, come back to the mouth of Kinyan and spend three actions. So in theory, we need to get, not in theory, we need to get four clues and spend three actions, which I think is doable, but let's see what our opening hand is and make a plan. Sixth sense, sword cane, hello, finally. Relic of ages, sixth sense, David Renfield. Hmm. Well, the nice thing here one possibility here is that we don't have to get that clue at Temple of the Fang. We can even plan to get that clue on the way back. Historically, though, what I've found is if I do this plan to, oh, I'll get it on the way back, I'll get it later. Normally, what happens is I'm just 
setting myself up for a fall because later it's swarming with enemies or I'm in a rush or I don't have that spare action. So I still think moving in there, getting a clue is good. And we have the expedition journal to immediately explore away as well. So what do we need from this hand? I think the sword cane and the sixth sense stay. So we're definitely mulliganing the second sixth sense. Do we keep Renfield and just start tapping him immediately for doom just to get the boost and plan to kill him off? He does give us a protection against Snakebite, uh, a protection, air quotes, he can take the damage. And will we have time to play the Relic of Ages and pass that test? I think we chuck the Relic of Ages as well. I think we keep David, Swordcane, and Sixth Sense. And what are we looking for? We're looking for more enemy management or some blessed tech. Keep faith, shriveling. Wow, answered my prayers there. So if we were to play Sixth Sense move to Temple of the Fang, investigate at two up. It's not a cave, so that's a pretty nice place to be. There's five tokens that would fail us out of ten. Or we play Sixth Sense, play Renfield, move to Temple of the Fang. We don't tap Renfield yet, but we just have him down. Or we probably do actually tap him straight away, because then if we draw a treachery that will kill him next turn, we'll have got two resources and we'll have just lost the action. Could do the real slow roller of play six cents, take a resource, play shriveling. I think that's too slow given the time we have. And we would do have sword cane in hand as an option to get away from things. So yeah, I think I think we do pay three for six cents, pay two for David Renfield, exhaust David Renfield, add a doom to him, taking us up to one resource. And then last action move to Temple of the Fang. We could explore from here. Uh, so worth noting that I know that the Mouth of Kian only connects to the ruins. And there's only one ruin, so there's no point exploring from there. We, so yeah, we could explore from Temple of the Fang now, but I think we wait and we get that clue and then move on, particularly as it's victory too. Upkeep draws us a second copy of David Renfield, and we hit two resources, nice sword cane resources. So if we had gone Jacob, that would be both copies of Jacob in hand. We hit one Doom of five, but we've got one on Renfield, so two of five. And our encounter card is Overgrowth. Attached to your location, limit one per location. You cannot explore at attached location. Test Combat 4 or Intellect 4 to find another route. If you succeed, discard Overgrowth. That is nasty. We're basically locked here. Well, we don't want to explore now. I'll exhaust Renfield and go up to three resources. I think we're drawing cards. What are we looking for? The Relic of Ages to help us pass that? Or A Favour of the Sun? And then we can auto-pass it. So first action draw. It's a ward of protection. Damn! Second action draw. Radiant smite. Third action draw. Serpents of Yig. You insert rude word here. I was just thinking last action draw is dangerous. So yeah, we draw a serpents and that's the end of the turn. In the enemy phase, the serpents hits Renfield for a damage and us for a horror. And in upkeep, we draw a promise of power. Okay, that is a possible way through the overgrowth. We go up to four resources. Hand is Sword Cane, Shriveling, David Renfield. Then Keep Faith, Ward of Protection, Radiant Smite, and Promise of Power. We go up to three Doom of Five, and our encounter card is a Pitfall. Revelation, you must either choose one. Test Agility 3 to attempt to jump the gap. For each point you fail by, take one damage. Or shuffle Pitfall into the Exploration deck. You cannot choose this option if it was drawn from the Exploration deck. 
our options here are we could just try and jump expecting to kill Renfield, in which case we exhaust him, put a doom on him and go up to six resources, which means he would have gained us four. We would have paid two to gain four. It's not too bad. We could just water protection cancel this and keep Renfield. We're gambling that we have some other way of killing him off in a turn's time. Could just take this on the chin. And the worst is we take three damage on us. So half our health. I think we just take it on the chin, you know. There's better things to cancel, and having it in, in hand to cancel is good to kill Renfield later. Minus three. That's three damage straight onto our face. Okay, so we're at half health. We've got six horror. Maybe that was a dreadful idea, but I don't think so. We'll exhaust Renfield and go up to five resources. Let's kill these serpents first of all. We'll pay too fast for Keep Faith to add four blessed to the bag, but for our first action, we'll spend a resource, taking us down to two, to play Radiant Smite. We'll seal two of those four bless straight away on Radiant Smite. So there's only two bless that's gone into the bag. And that means we can fight. We're a four, five with Renfield, six, seven with Radiant Smite, seven on two. Zero. That's Dead Serpent. We killed an enemy so those blessed don't return to the bag. The Radiant Smite is discarded. Second action, let's try and clear this overgrowth. We'll commit our second copy of David Renfield and a Promise of Power to test Intellect. We're a three, seven, eight on four. Ooh, there's no point in committing the Renfield. I miscounted there. We'll commit Promise of Power to be a seven on four, three up. Zero. Overgrowth is cleared. One action remains. Let us try and get this clue with three up with five on two with six cents. Curse. We're one up. Come on, the bless. Plus one. We pass two up and get the clue. And we must immediately spend our two clues to advance. It's an enemy, the winged serpent. Four fight, four evade. Spawn, mouth of Kinyan. Hunter and massive cannot be defeated, but also cannot make attacks of opportunity. Forced, if there are five or more damage on this enemy, or after a pillar token is placed on the mouth of Kinyan, heal all damage from this enemy and exhaust it. It does not ready during the upkeep phase this round. So it's right behind us, about to hunt onto us. But we do get an additional action during our turn, which can only be used to explore. So that is, I think, what our fourth action will be. But let's read Act 2A. Opening the Moor. You've discovered that the ruins within the jungle each bear a distinct pattern of glyphs which match those found on the six pillars. As you turn the pillars to match these patterns, a serpentine creature descends from the clouds. As an action, at the mouth, we can spend a clue. We solve a piece of the puddle and we add a puzzle and add a resource to the mouth of Kinyan as a pillar token. Puzzle, pillar, puzzle, pillar. An objective Solve the puzzle of the six pillars in order to enter Kinyan. If there are six pillar tokens on the mouth, advance. So we need to do three of those. Right, fourth action, explore. We're connected to square, triangle, and two bars, two bars being the mouth of Kinyan. Ah, first card is triangle, serpent's haven, two shroud, two clues, victory one, serpent enemies here get plus one fight, 
And after you investigate or explore while poisoned, take a damage. And we add our first encounter card, well, our first treachery or enemy to the explore deck. And we're just going to have to keep on our toes and maybe get a hit from the Winged Serpent at some point because it's just going to tail us irritatingly. Well, those two clues is two-thirds of what we need. So no bad thing to just get them. The Winged Serpent flies to the Temple of the Fang. Upkeep, we draw a Spectral Razor and go to three resources. We've got Renfield in play with a Doom and a Damage, a Sixth Sense and an Expedition Journal. We have three health and six sanity left. And our hand is Sword Cane Shriveling Renfield, Ward of Protection and Spectral Razor. We go up to four or five Doom and our encounter card is Ants. Revelation, test agility four. For each point you fail by, discard a random card from your hand or choose and discard a card from your play area. So we would be a three on four. If we fail, if we take the test, we could tap Renfield up to two doom to get two more resources from him. We're probably failing, so he's probably discarding. But if we fail by lots, we're emptying our hand as well. I think keeping sword cane in hand Ward of protection in... Well, the other option is we ward this. If we ward this, we just kill Renfield and we don't get the resources from him. Just play another copy of Renfield. Hmm. I think we ward it. Time is the most important thing here. It's a very tight doom clock. So that puts the horror on Renfield. There's no window when we ward it to tap Renfield. So we miss out on another two resources, but that's okay. What this does mean is that we're only two up here investigating at the Serpent's Haven. I think we just take the test two up. There's three, 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 five, auto-fail. And also two bless in the bag. First test, four on two. Minus one, clue. Second test, four on two. Minus two, clue. Third action. Now, this connects to red square, which would connect to the winged serpent so we'd get hit anyway, but also green diamond. And I think the other two locations are ruins that aren't in the deck. So we've got a chance to draw the treacherer enemy. That's a third of a chance. A chance to draw red square and get hit by the winged serpent. A third of a chance or a chance to draw green diamond and get away. So it's only one third. So I think instead what we do is, oh, we can do both though, right? We've got an action left and an explore left because of the expedition journal. So we could explore if we draw an enemy, spectral razor it, or if we draw a different enemy, sword cane it, uh, a vengeance enemy rather. Or if we explore successfully and we get away, we could play Renfield last action. It's more of an exciting gamble now. What would ruin our day? If we drew another overgrowth and it went here, or if we drew a snake bite, we'd be taking an agility three test to avoid being poisoned with nothing to boost. Again, I think we play it safe and play Renfield. We've only got three health. And that means now in the enemy phase, the winged serpent hunts to us. We won't use our three explore action, sorry, and we'll take the hit, taking us to one damage on the new Renfield and one horror on us. Upkeep. We draw a Favour of the Sun, we go to one resource. Favour of the Sun for two bless out of the bag, is that worth it? And we hit four doom on the agenda. 
Our encounter card is another Ants. Who shuffled this deck? Well, in the test, we'll exhaust Renfield, put a Doom on him, got two resources. And then we're just taking it. We can't boost. We've got nothing. I'm not going to commit the favour of the sun. Three on four. Really hoping for a bless here. Or the Elder Sign. Minus three. Zero on four. For each point you fail by, discard a random card from your hand. Or choose and discard a card from your play area. Hand reminder. Favour of the sun. Spectral razor. Shriveling. Sword gain. Play area. Renfield with a doom and a damage on him. Sixth sense, an expedition journal. And we failed by four. Do we just empty our hand here? Or the other option is we lose Renfield in the expedition journal and we lose two cards from hand and we hope to keep one of Spectral Razor or Sword Cane for enemy solutions and maybe a favour of the sun. Man, double ants. Brutal. If we only lose cards from our hand and explore now into another enemy, we're really stuffed because we've got nothing on the table that will help us with enemies. So I think I'm tempted to lose the expedition journal. We only need one more clue and then run back. If we lose the expedition journal, we still have Renfield and Sixth Sense. We're still a five investigating. Yeah, so I'm going to keep one from hand and I'm going to discard the expedition journal. I know that might seem crazy, but I think in terms of Potentially, we just need two more actions to explore, and we lose three from hand. Favour of the sun, shriveling, spectral razor. Okay, we still have the sword cane, and it's background to us. First action, we explore. We don't take an attack of opportunity from the serpent, and we explore into time-racked woods, not connected, rope bridge, not connected, river canyon, connected, four shroud, one clue. We go to two enemy or treacheries in the encounter deck. Two actions remain. What if we now compass to try and set up a lower shroud location and then explore again? And if we were to find... So the, the River Canyon is connected to a lot of things. It's connected to yellow, uh, maroon, orange, and then back to us and to this red square. The red square or the, or the blue triangle are going to be our way out. The reason I'm thinking, why don't we just um, go further, is one, it avoids the hit from the Winged Serpent. Two, we're a five on four trying to get this clue, which isn't great. So yeah, let's compass second action. Look at the top three, place one on the bottom and the other two in the top in any order. We've seen three locations, the Rope Bridge, the Riverside Temple, and the Cloud Forest. That is Moon, Red Square, and Orange Heart. The Cloud Forest is three Shroud and two Clues and a VP. So we'd be two up investigating there. The Riverside Temple, which is Red Square, is one Shroud, one Clue. And after any number of clues are discovered here, you just add cards to the uh, Exploration deck if you don't have Chalk, which we do. And finally, the Rope Bridge is two Shroud and one Clue. So I think, you know, if we take Riverside Temple and Last Action Explore, we get there, the Winged Serpent hits us. And then in theory, we next turn Clue... And the red square is the quickest path back. So I think we just take it and we accept that we're taking a hit. So that means I'll put the rope bridge on the bottom, Cloud Forest and then Riverside Temple on top. I'll explore again, meaning I reveal Riverside Temple on top, which means I add a third treachery to the exploration deck and we find that location. Does that make sense? Our map is basically, if you picture a, uh, a column... 
At the top of the column is Mouth of Kinyan. Directly below that is Temple of the Fang. And then it branches into two, the Serpent's Haven and the Riverside Temple, which are connected to each other and both connect to the Temple of the Fang. They're blue and red. And then below that, they both connect to the river side, the river canyon at the bottom. The Winged Serpent hunts to us, hits us for a damage and a horror. We've got two health and four sanity left. In upkeep, we draw a second copy of Six Cents and go to three resources. We hit six Doom of Five and advance. Are we alone? After exploring the rainforest for hours, you reach the top of a steep ridge from which you can see much of the surrounding area. Uncanny winged creatures core at you from above, circling over the cavern entrance like vultures waiting for their meal. From this vantage point, you may be able to see approaching threats as they traverse the brush below, if only you had something to help you see farther. Shuffle the encounter discard pile into the encounter deck. The lead investigator chooses Mateo to be the group's lookout. Mateo checks his or her supplies. If Mateo has binoculars, he does, then he's able to see the creature approaching and avoid it. No ill effects. Agenda 2A. Setting sun. The day advances quickly. Through the thick canopy of trees, you can tell that the sun is starting to sink closer to the horizon. To the east, the sky grows dim. Soon the jungle will be covered in darkness, and you'll have to stop and make camp for the night. It's the same explore action, and it's five doom. So now, for a voice of the jungle, or an overgrowth, something that we just don't care about. It's a snake bite. Test agility three. If you fail... Choose one, deal five damage to an ally asset you control, or take one direct damage. We'll exhaust David Renfield, put a doom on him to take us up to four resources, and we'll take that test. Three on three. Elder Sign! Yeah, that is an auto success. And that means we draw a card, it's a ward of radiance, and get a resource. We're up to five. Our Elder Sign. That's a nice, timely moment. I think the turn is really simple here. Our hand is Sword Cane, Six Sense, and Water Radiance. We've got Renfield with a damage in play and, and the Six Sense on us. I think we investigate. We're five on one. And then we move twice up to the mouth. Five on one. Skull is a minus one. That's the clue. And then we move, move to Mouth of Kinyan. The Winged Serpent hunts to behind us at the Temple of the Fang. We draw a right of equilibrium, and go up to six resources. We hit two of five doom, and our encounter card is... Ants! Again! Well, we actually don't care about this, do we? Because even if it discards four cards from our hand, we're finishing this turn. Three on four. Zero, fail by one. We'll lose a card at random. It's the Ward of Radiance. First action... Spend a clue. Second action, spend a clue. Third action, spend a clue. That is our six pillars. You. Okay, we could have gone instead to Orange Heart. That would have added four actions to what we were doing. So an extra action for the clue, and it would have added another... Is that right? It was four moves back. Oh yeah, it would, only, it would have added a, a turns more time for a VP. One, one extraction for the clue and two extra moves. Maybe that was worth it because we've just got here three VP. But I think the important thing is we've just done the scenario quickly, got it done. We haven't taken any trauma. We finished on two health and four sanity. Poor David Renfield had a really torrid time. He was just getting annihilated by different things. 
and our hand is kind of tiny, but I th- my feeling about this scenario always is just eye on the prize, get the clues, get out. Don't think about collecting VP and things because there's nothing worse than trying to go for VP and being punished because you then can't get back and get the clues in time. Entering Kinyan, with a deep rumbling that shakes the ground outside, something inside the cavern shifts. In a distinct sequence, the six obelisks slowly descend into the ground, twisting and turning. The serpent creature that guarded the cavern lets out a shriek of anger and hate before flying off and vanishing behind the tree line. One by one, the stone pillars disappear into the dirt, and the earth stops shaking. Resolution 1. Swallowing your fear you enter the cavern. (laughs) Surely that's the shortest resolution text. So we need to record that the jungle watches, but the jungle watches is zero. We've got no vengeance again. And we earn three XP, but we're not allowed to spend it. And we just immediately advance to Heart of the Elders Part 2, which I'm going to do now after the break. Little triple scenario reward for you guys. So I hope you enjoyed that and see you in a moment. Not very much I need to fill you in about between those two scenarios because I'm not allowed to do very much. One thing I would note is if you can hear rain, it's raining pretty heavily and it was through recording of the previous scenario as well. Sorry about that, let's just say that the jungle was raining. I'm not sure what we say if we can hear rain in the caves, but there we go. Scenario 5b, Heart of the Elders Part 2. I knew there was a B in there and an A, so it's Scenario 5a or 5b and then Heart of the Elders Part 1 or Part 2. You descend down miles of steep, cold stone. The tunnels are chokingly narrow at first, filled with rubble and detritus. Finally, you reach level ground, and the cavern's true nature reveals itself before you. It is as though there were an entire world below the surface. The cavern's ceiling is like a stone curtain of sky above you. Even more vast and terrifying are the endless depths below you beyond the edges of stone chasms and archaic bridges. On all sides, this underground realm seems to extend beyond the boundary of your sight. You wonder just how far it reaches. Perhaps the entirety of the known surface of the Earth is but the top layer of another world. Teir's faith is rocked. Agenda 1A, The Lonely Caverns. Though much of this cavern system is natural and untouched by humans, you are stunned to find signs of an ancient civilization that once inhabited the area. Action. If there are no clues on your location, explore. Draw the top card of the exploration deck. If it's a connecting location, put it into play and move to it. Forced, when this agenda advances, do not remove doom from each location in play. Seven doom. Now, I really paused over that if there are no clues on your location, because... If you play these two scenarios quickly back to back, that little tweak in the explore rules can really throw you. So we have to have no clues on our location to be able to explore on. In the return to, there's no treacheries or enemies in the deck to start, but there is the same rule that you add a top card of the encounter deck to the explore deck when you successfully explore. Our starting location is Mouth of Kinyan, the depth beneath, two shroud and a clue, Even the enormous size of the cavern entrance pales in comparison with the vastness of the depths below. And there's an action here, check your supplies. 
If you have a map, which we do, look at the top two cards of the Exploration deck, discard each treachery looked at by this effect, shuffle the Exploration deck. The return to says that that ability can be used from any location and discards enemies as well as treacheries. Act 1A, Cavern of the Forgotten Age. The vast underground caverns of Kinyan are cold and all too quiet. Scattered forsaken ruins lie undisturbed along your path to the Nexus of Unkai. What happened in this ancient and forgotten place? Were these ruins once occupied by humans, or by a species far, far older? Three clues. No objective, no rules, text, no nothing. Just find some clues and get going. Our opening hand is Expedition Journal, Holy Rosary, Spectral Razor, and Double David Renfield. He's become very keen on joining us after the beating he took. It's quite a nice flavour, right? He didn't show up at all, did he, in in Mexico City, in the Boundary Beyond. But in the jungle now, he's he's turning up and making himself useful. I love Expedition Journal. I love Holy Rosary here. Spectral Razor is protection. We're definitely going to mulligan one copy of David. Do we keep the other copy for resources and boosting, or do we chuck that as well and hope for six cents? I think we mulligan both. He slightly does the same as what Holy Rosary does. And I think there's just more things I'd like than him. The willpower boost is not that useful if we don't have things to put our willpower into. So I'm going to mulligan both David Renfields into the Relic of Ages and a Promise of Power. Hmm, kind of kind of funky selection there. Relic of Ages is, is no bad thing. This version of the Relic has a free trigger, exhaust it, test willpower or intellect four. If you succeed, re- remove one doom from the current agenda. If you fail, add one doom, max one success per game. It's also just a triple wild icon. So potentially we're using Promise of Power and that at this early stage to investigate and move on. This could be a hefty setup turn, couldn't it? Expedition Journal, Holy Rosary. Still have an action left. If we were to get this clue, we could also immediately use the Expedition Journal, which is no bad thing. And to get this clue, we'd be investigating at one up. Committing Promise of Power would take us to five up. I mean, that's pretty awesome. Do we want to also draw cards and go a bit slower? If we're going to draw cards, we draw cards first, wouldn't we? If we draw cards and draw a six cents, we'd want to play that and the rosary. So first action draw. <laughs> it's top deck six cents. You heard me shuffling just there. I did shuffle. And then actions two and three are rosary and six cents, I think. And go broke. Hmm. Or just six cents. And we hold on a bit. We can still investigate two up. Because if we go broke, we can't play Spectral Razor if we draw. We could evade anyway. Yeah, no, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to go broke. I'm thinking we can evade with um, the Promise of Power or with committing the Relic of Ages. So either is good. Upkeep, we draw Harmony Restored. We go to one resource. So we are in a bit of a resource hole, having thrown away both copies of Renfield. We hit one of seven Doom, and our encounter card is No Turning Back. Ugh. Attached to your location or a connecting location, limit one per location. You cannot enter or leave attached location. And as an action test, combat three or check your supplies. We don't have a pickaxe. So we are stuck here at the moment. Well, we do have some nice icons to clear that though. So I think we just we start hacking away, don't we? If we commit the promise of power, that makes us a six on three. Let's give it a go. zero 
that is the no turning back removed. Then Mouth of Kinyan will investigate with a five on two. Skull, that's a minus three because we're in a cave. The scenario reference card is the same as the previous scenario. And we have one action left. We could explore. It does free us up then if we draw another no turning back not to be stuck with it because you can place no turning back on a connecting location. We could draw. Last action draw is a bad idea as we saw in the previous scenario. I'm sort of tempted to take a resource here. Our hand is three two cost cards and a three cost card. And if we take a resource next turn, we can play an expedition journal and explore and we, we get that action back. I think I'm going to do it. And upkeep, we draw the Codex of Ages, another two cost card, and we hit three resources. Two Doom of seven, and our encounter card is Poisonous Spores, attached to your location. If we're here at the end of the round, we get poisoned. So that's perfect because we're not going to be here. First action, we'll play the Expedition Journal. Second action, we'll use that to explore. We're looking for yellow, blue, or green. And we've seen red, red, yellow, vast passages. This is the central one, I think. Two Shroud, one clue as an additional cost for you to explore while at Vast Passages. Check your supplies. If no investigator has binoculars, it's an extra action. Well, I have binoculars. And we add an encounter card. No, we add a card from the encounter deck into the exploration deck. The reason I stopped myself saying that is that locations are also encounter cards. So saying we add an encounter card to the explore deck isn't actually completely accurate. It's we add a treachery or enemy to the explore deck, all of which is encounter cards. You know what I mean. Right, first action was expedition, second action was explore. We've got two left. I think we get the clue here so that we can explore out. Three up. Minus five, so we try again. Auto fail. Hmm. I'm going to take that, you know, because if we get a, an extra action here or a card and a resource, I don't want to spend the extra action to draw a card because if we draw an enemy, we can't do anything about it. I don't want to spend the extra action to explore because if we draw an enemy from the explore deck, we can't do anything about it. So yeah, I'm going to I'm going to leave this. I'm not going to use the ability, and I'm going to hope that we draw another auto fail. As weird as that sounds, I think I think that's the right play there, just because we're not really in a nice position to handle enemies until we get a bit more money. Upkeep. We draw a keep faith. Wow, this hand is pricey. And we're at two resources. So hand is harmony restored, keep faith, and spectral razor, and then codex of ages and relic of ages. Yeah, that's pricey. We go to three doom, and our encounter card is a brood of yig. I think we just razor this guy going broke. First action, Razor. We're a two plus five is seven on two. Oh, and the poisonous spores discards last turn. Seven on two. Elder sign. Wowie. Let's draw a card and take a resource because we really need resources. We've drawn a Radiant Smite and we get a resource. Yeah, I think that's better than an extra action. Hey, not turning the auto fail into the Elder Sign somehow summon the Elder Sign. Second action will investigate. Three up. 
Elder Thing, that's a minus three if you fail, take a horror. You don't fail, we're bang on. Third action, Expedition Journal, and let's explore. We find the Treacherous Descent. Six shroud and one clue. Action, check your supplies. If you have a pickaxe, reduce the shroud value of Treacherous Descent by two for the remainder of the scenario. Group limit three times per game. We do not have a pickaxe. That is mean. And that means we do shuffle another enemy or treachery into the explore deck. We're up to two in there, and I think four, three locations. First action, kill brood. Second action, clue. Third action, expedition journal. I don't see us getting that anytime soon without a maybe playing the Codex of Ages and then using it to pass, or using Favour of the Sun Ancient Covenant. So I think last action we just take a resource. The alternative is last action we go back to Vast Passages, and then we're ready next turn to explore from there. I like the resource option more, because then we're ready to do Keep Faith Radiant Smite. We need three resources for that, and we're on one. Will that be our third time taking a resource? <laughs> Renfield is just shaking his head somewhere in in our deck. The other thing actually about taking a resource means we're at three in upkeep, which means if we do see right of equilibrium, we're ready with the three resources to play right for zero and harmony restored for three. This deck, I feel like it likes to be at a two to three resource threshold generally, because there's a lot of two cost or one cost events. And obviously sword cane is two cost as well. So yeah, last action, take a resource. Is that right? Yeah, I think that's right. If we draw... No turning back, that's going to go on vast passages, which is a nuisance, but we can work our way around it. Upkeep, we draw a second Radiant Smite and hit three resources. We go to Four Doom, and our encounter card is Ancestral Fear, Peril Surge. You must either choose one, place one Doom on your location and discard Ancestral Fear, or place Ancestral Fear in the Victory Display, and it has Vengeance 1. I think we put it in the Victory Display... There's nothing at the moment that cares about vengeance, and it surges into poisonous spores on our location. Okay, well that justifies departing. Now, looking at the explore deck, it's five cards, two of which are enemies and treacheries. I'm pretty tempted to use this check your supplies if you have map ability from the mouth of Kinyan. So first action will move to vast passages. Second action, let's do it. Look at the top two. We see a curse of Yig and a Hall of Idolatry. So we'll discard the Curse of Yig and shuffle that deck. We're back down to one of four. Third action, we'll use our Expedition Journal to explore again. I think we just keep building a map out so that we have options, if we can. It is the Hall of Idolatry, which is the other location that isn't attached to the mouth of Kinyan. So the shape we have here is... um. It's like a, a Y on its side. Mouth of Kinyan connects east to vast passages, and then you can go northeast to the Hall of Idolatry or southeast to the Treacherous Descent. This is three shroud, two clues, victory one. After you put it into play by ex successfully exploring, check the campaign log. If there are five or more tally marks under Yig's Fury, draw the top card of the encounter deck, or top two cards if there are ten or more tally marks. I believe... We're on three. Yeah, we're on three. We're doing pretty well. We'll be four after this, so nothing happens there. So we did move, map, explore. I should shuffle another 
bad card in. So now we're two and two. That that map action is getting stronger and stronger. And maybe we try and get these clues. We're two up. Think it's worth it. If we played the Codex of Ages, we'd be three up. I think we go two up. Hang on. There are five minus threes, two skulls, two elder things, and the minus three. It's not worth it at two up. <laughs> Playing the Codex is kind of tempting then. That would seal the elder sign. Who wants to seal the elder sign though? What, would, what else could we do with this last action? <laughs> Take another resource. I mean, there's worse things. I prefer playing Codex when I know I can then pop it fairly soon afterwards. But maybe we do play Codex here. Go back down to one resource, we'll be going back to two. Yeah, see, I don't like that because we need three resources to do Keep Faith, Radiant Smite. And that's our only enemy solution at the moment. We take a resource. Wow, I can't believe we're doing this. We take a resource. I'm going to just grab a die. I think that's four times we've clicked for a resource. Upkeep. We draw a shriveling. Go to five resources. Poisonous spores disappears. We hit five doom. Our encounter card is a vengeful serpent. Hate these guys. The vengeful serpent is the perfect sword cane target. And we don't have the sword cane. Try and evade at one up. But I think the play here is play shriveling taking an attack of opportunity. Shrivel it and then try and get some of these clues. So we're going to pay three for Shriveling. Hits us for a damage and a horror. We've got five health and six sanity left. Second action, Shrivel, with three up. Skull deals us a horror, which will put on the Holy Rosary, but kills the Vengeful Serpent and it goes in the victory display. Two actions left. I want to investigate. And if I play the codex, oh, I have shriveling down now, so yeah. I'm going to pay two and go broke for the codex because I have shriveling down. So needing to have three resources now for keep faith and radiant smite is less vital, although it would still be nice. And now we investigate. Last action, three up. That's an elder thing which is a minus three and a pass. That gets us to our three clues. Enemy phase, nothing. We can't explore because there's still a clue here. Upkeep, we get a drawn to the flame. Oh, that's a shame. And go up to one resource. We hit six doom and our encounter card is ill omen. Peril, choose a location where there's at least one investigator. That's here. Place one doom on that location. This is perfect. It's the witching hour. Although it will go over to the next one and we take a horror we're up to three. So it is witching hour, things are gonna happen. The Harbinger's gonna come out and shriveling the Harbinger would be a good way of getting rid of it. It's only two fight. So I'm, I'm kind of pleased that shriveling is down now. So I think this turn, if we get this clue and maybe try and get another location, we'll just, we'll basically keep exploring the map until we've done more or less everything. And maybe we could use Codex of Ages to explore the treacherous descent, which is that six shrouder. That's an auto succeed if we trigger the Codex. Anyway, getting ahead of myself. First action, investigate. Three up, six on three. Zero, that's a pass. Clue. Second action, the deck is 50% enemy treacheries, 50% locations. So I'm gonna use that map action and look at the top two. 
I find a deep dark and a ruins of Kinyan. So I discard the deep dark. That's the map is does work. I think I think it really does work to to use an action to clear those things rather than spending it. Do we gamble now? It's 50-50, I think, that we hit a treachery or an enemy. We'll do the expedition journal and explore third action. Ruins of Kinyan, which is connected. Four shroud, two clues. Double action, check your supplies. If you have a compass, we do discover two clues on the ruins. Well, we also have a drawn to the flame, so not sure we care about that. And the encounter deck now is two enemy treacheries and one location. And that location is the green diamond, which is a little bit lower than us. A couple of rows below us. So we did first action investigate, second action map, third action expedition journal. Do we do a last action drawn to the flame? Or do we do what we love doing, which is take a resource, taking us to the fifth time clicking for a resource? That's what we've done. Upkeep. David Renfield. How happy I am to see you. We're on three resources. And we hit eight of seven doom. So we advance. Serpent's Revenge. The Harbinger is still alive. So we search the collection for the Harbinger, spawn it at the location farthest from all investigators, which is down at the treacherous descent and it comes into play with damage that it's taken, which, after all of this... Ah, Harbinger 2. It has, it has taken 2 damage. I've just been looking in the wrong place. Agenda 2A. Eyes in the dark. Bright yellow eyes peer at you from all sides as you continue delving deeper into the cavern. The glowing orbs vanish as light is cast on them, reappearing as soon as the darkness returns. Same explore action, needing no clues. And this is a 12 doom threshold, but it gets plus one per investigator. And we do already have a doom in play on the Hall of Idolatry. So it's the 12. Our encounter part is a curse of Yig. So we get minus one combat, health, and gain the serpent trait. And it's willpower two, but it gets plus one difficulty for each vengeance. And there is the ancestral fear. So that makes it willpower three. We're our six on three. And if we pass that, Holy Rosary would trigger what do we want to do this turn? I think we want to draw into the flame. I think we want to play Renfield. And I think we want to clear the Curse of Yig. <laughs> what order do we want to do all of those things? I th think we do draw into the flame first, and then we can deal with whatever we get. Draw the top card of the encounter deck. It's a Wrath of Yig. Test Willpower 2. It gets plus one difficulty for each vengeance point in the victory display. That's Willpower 3. If you fail, be poisoned. So we're a six on three, and we'll go for it. I don't think we care too much about poison. Curse, we're now one up. Zero, pass. Oh, squeaky. We just passed a willpower test on a treachery, so we'll exhaust the Holy Rosary and add two bless to the bag. Our first bless this scenario. Did we add any bless? Oh, we did one keep faith last scenario. These scenarios, I feel like they're short and it becomes really hard to do things like messing with the chaos bag because you need to be really on your toes with getting that stuff in, particularly in a solo deck where... Your deck isn't only token manipulation, it's also getting clues and all of those other things. So that gets us two clues there. Second action, we'll pay two and play Renfield. We'll exhaust Renfield and put a doom on him. 
to go back up to two resources. And third action will try and clear the curse of Yig. We're now four up. Zero. Curse gone. We don't get to add two more bless, and maybe I should have explained why I'm deciding to do that then. Our other options for that third op- action were maybe head down to the mouth of Kinyan. But what I'm thinking is in this turn, the Harbinger is going to hunt to vast passages, so one away from us. And potentially next turn, we just move in, start attacking it. And if we're going to do that, we don't want to have moved unnecessarily. So yeah, that's what we've done. Enemy phase, the Harbinger hunts the vast passages. Upkeep, we draw an accursed follower and go to three resources. It spawns at the location farthest from us, which is the Treacherous Descent. It's back. Horrible, horrible person. And we hit three Doom of 13, one on Renfield, one on the Hall, and one on the Agenda. Our encounter card is a Creeping Poison. We're not poisoned, but it surges into a Brood of Yig. How do we proceed? We can one-shot a Brood with a Radiant Smite. We could then move to the Harbinger and shrivel the Harbinger, but we'd then still take a hit. We could also move to the Harbinger and evade the Harbinger using our Codex of Ages to auto-succeed, and that would put a token on the Harbinger. And then next turn, we could just shrivel the Harbinger and remove it. We'd still be three up for that follow-up shrivel. The reason I like that is that at the moment, it's four to evade and two to fight. But if it gets to five damage, those switch. So if we evade it at the four using the auto-succeed, we put a token on it, and then next turn we have the easier hit. Yes, I like this a lot. So, let's exhaust David Renfield. We'll just take a single resource. We're at four resources. I'll spend two to play Keep Faith and add four more Blessed to the bag. There's now six in the bag. And then I'll pay one to play Radiant Smite, sealing two of those six Bless to try and smite this Brood of Yig. The Brood of Yig gets plus one fight for each Vengeance point in the victory space, so it's fight three, and we are a four, five, six, seven, eight, nine on three. Bless will use the Ancient Covenant and stop. So that's three Bless of the six out of the bag, unfortunately, but that Brood is dead. Second action take on the Harbinger at last. We've run too long. Third action, evade it. <laughs> we'll use the Codex of Ages, discarding it to see the Elder Sign. Oh, of course we can get an extra action now. We can try and kill it now. And we've exhausted it, so it can't retaliate now, and it's lost its ability to retaliate while exhausted. Yay! So we'll shrivel it. We've lost the Codex of Ages, so we're now a four, five, six with Renfield. We're still four up. Four up we'll have to do. Elder Sign! We just pulled the Elder Sign again! That takes it up to four damage and it disappears. What do we want to spend our Elder Sign on this time? We are on one resource. Maybe a card and a resource? Or if we had another action, what would we use it for? We would use that map ability because there's two treacheries and only one location in the deck. Let's do that. I don't want to draw into the Serpent now from my deck. Top two is another Deep Dark and the Perilous Gulch. Okay, so it's 50-50 now. 
using the map that you'll hit the right thing. It's, well, if you use the map, you'll see both cards in the deck. There's one bad card and, and the location. And it's 50-50 if you explore. Well, we could explore now. Yeah, let's do it. We'll use the Expedition Journal. How many actions do we have this turn? One, two, three, four, five, six actions. <laughs> it is the Perilous Gulch. It's four shroud, a clue. After you fail a skill test while investigating Perilous Gulch, check your supplies. If no investigate this location has rope, place one doom on Perilous Gulch. Well, we don't have rope. It's one of the few things we don't have. Mateo went turbo that turn, didn't he? Kill, move, evade, shrivel, use the map, go charging into the darkness. Our hand is the Relic of Ages, Harmony Restored and a Radiant Smite. There are three bless in the bag, no curse. We're on six clues and one resource. We have a six sense, a shriveling with two charges, a holy rosary with one horror, an expedition journal and a Renfield with one doom. We have five health and five sanity left. And we do upkeep, we draw a promise of power and get a resource, but I've skipped the enemy phase and that was add a curse from our friend, the accursed follower. Mythos, we go to two doom on the agenda, so four of 13. And our encounter card is final mistake. Revelation, test agility two. This gets plus one difficulty for each doom on your location. If you fail, take two damage. Well, we could put a damage on us and a damage on Renfield. So I don't mind that. So I think we take it. Three on two. Minus five, two damage. So one goes on us, one goes on Renfield. Let's exhaust Renfield for another resource. We're up to three. How do we want to proceed? Something very nice is going on here. The explore deck is only bad cards. So if we take the map action, we just completely clear the explore deck, which is really nice. And we're in a very good position in terms of our movement to clear the Perilous Gulch where we are and then move over to the Treacherous Descent where the Accursed Follower is and get that clue as well. And then that is in position to get to Descent to Yoth, which is the final location we need with a full clear. We're on 4 of 13 Doom, so we still have 7 turns left. That would take us to 11. We still have 9 turns left. Good maths there. So it's really just about efficient movement here and staying alive. Four health and five sanity left. So this turn could be try and get this clue, move to Treacherous Descent, and take the map action to clear the Explore deck. The next turn could be engage a Cursed Follower, kill a Cursed Follower. Not sure about that. Are we going to play the Relic of Ages and use it? And if not, do we commit it now? We investigate at a six, a nine on four? I think that's what we do. Bless, we'll use the Ancient Covenant and stop. And that gets us our clue. Second action, we'll use the map. We see a no turning back and a creeping poison, which discard. We'll advance, spending three clues. With very few landmarks to spot along the dark, lonely tunnels, you must rely on your wits and navigation skills to make the way forward without getting lost. If only you had an easy way to mark the places you've already visited. We shuffle Descent to Yoth into the exploration deck. The lead investigator chooses Mateo to be the scout. The scout checks their supplies. If Mateo has chalk, you're able to travel, avoid traveling in circles. Act 2A, Descent into Dark. The deeper you descend into the cold darkness, the more you feel the crushing weight of the world above 
and the dizzying reality of the world further below. You suddenly long for the surface and wonder if you'll ever see the sky again. We just need to be at the descent to Yoth and there'd be no doom on it to advance. So we could go third action treacherous descent and explore straight to descent to Yoth if we wanted to. We will third action treacherous descent. What am I afraid of here? If we draw a Vengeful Serpent, we get another Vengeful Serpent from the victory display. We do have two Shriveling Charges, but it starts to get really tight then. The other thing I'm wondering is about how to pass this Willpower 6 test. If we investigate here, we are at the moment at 6 on 6, so Promise of Power would make us 4 up. I think it's worth sticking to try and do that. The alternative would be to explore now using the Expedition Journal. And if we... I think you investigate at Descent to Yoth to clear its doom. And so when you do that, there's a chance that we could hit a skull or an elder thing and then grab the clue cheekily that way. Hmm. We, we're on 5 VP, 6, 7, 8 here. Descent to Yoth is another 2, which would take us to 11, which would be two copies of Jacob and the other copy of Arcane Studies. I think we wait here. We don't need that VP, but I think we wait because we have the time. Upkeep. We draw second copy of David Renfield and hit four resources. We go to three Doom on the agenda, so five in play of 13 in total. I forgot to put a curse in. In it goes. And our encounter card is Entombed. You cannot disengage from enemies or move. Test Agility 4 to escape the tomb or Combat 4 to break out. Let's exhaust Renfield and get another... I think we just start testing this with agility. Three on four to start. A lucky blesser elder sign, please. Plus one. Four on four. <laughs> yes, Entombed. That's the easiest Entombed I've ever had. Second action, we'll investigate here. We're a six on six. Commit promise of power to be four up. Minus two. Clue. We'll use the Expedition Journal to explore, and the only card in the Explore deck is Descent to Yoth. Forced. After it enters play, each investigator must either place one Doom on it, or draw the top two cards of the Encounter deck. We'll place one Doom. And after you successfully investigate Descent to Yoth, instead of discovering clues, you may flip one Doom on Descent to Yoth to its clue side. I think that's the better way of doing it. The alternative is not put a Doom there and just draw two cards, and potentially we just finish. Although if we draw something that adds Doom to it, we've then drawn... Yeah, I think we just I didn't think we just put the Doom on it. We do have an action left as well. We can investigate here, flip it to its clue side. It's Vengeance 2 and Victory 2. I'm really tempted by those two Victory points. And the Vengeance would take us up to six total Vengeance. So we would move a Depths of Yoth threshold. We essentially lose three turns in Depths of Yoth, I think. Because the threshold is five and then six. 6 to 10. 6 to 10, you lose Agenda 1A. Hmm. If we don't get these 2 VP, we have 9 XP. So we could go double Jacob Charisma. Or, yeah, I don't like that as much. Hmm. Maybe we just end it here. When we end play, don't place a Doom on it. Draw the top two cards of the encounter deck. If we just draw enemies, it's just done. Let's give it a try. No, 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 because two, two investigates at six up, one to flip it, the doom to a clue, one to get the clue, is still easier than drawing two random cards. So yeah, I'm going to leave the doom there. 
we still have an action though, so we'll investigate. <laughs> Got there in the end. Three up investigating. Curse, one up. Skull, so that's minus five total. We can use the Shroud of Vast Passages and investigate there instead, but that's not going to help us, so we fail. That's a curse failing us a test. Damn you! Upkeep. We draw a Favour of the Sun and hit six resources. Favour of the Sun for two bless, is it worth it? We hit four Doom on the Gender, five on Hall of Idolatry, six on Descent to Yoth, seven on Renfield, so we're seven of thirteen. Goes up fast, doesn't it? And our encounter card is... An ill omen. Oh, perfect. So if we had drawn the chosen not to take the doom, we would have taken this doom anyway. So another doom goes on descent to Yoth, and we take a horror. I forgot to put a curse last turn. Just remembered. Okay, how do we proceed? We just keep investigating to clear doom, and then we decide if we're going to go for the vengeance of VP. Three up. That is an Auto fail, we will use our Elder Sign now to get an extra action and pass. That turns a Doom to a clue. Three up again. Action two. Bless, we'll use the Ancient Covenant to switch the other clue to a, a Doom to a clue. Action three, three up again. Skull, minus three, we get one of those clues. And then we have a fourth action because of the Elder Sign. Three up again. Curse. We're now one up. Minus five. Curse failing us another test there. Although we would have failed with a minus five anyway. Well, we've kind of turboed there. We can advance at any point now because there's no doom. But I think I'm, I've got the um, tunnel vision now on those two VP. More just because I want to get both Arcane Studies and both Jacob in the deck for City of Archives. So that's why I'm sort of pursuing that. We forgot to tap Renfield this turn, so we go up to seven resources. Upkeep takes us to eight. The Chaos Bag has one Bless and three Curse in it now because of the Accursed Follower. We draw a second Favour of the Sun, and we hit five, six, seven, eight of 13 Doom. No, five, six, seven of 13, because we cleared two. Our encounter card is a Vengeful Serpent, which makes us draw the other Vengeful Serpent. Options. Option one, we start shriveling as much as we can. Shrivel, shrivel, try and get the clue. Option two, <laughs> we just investigate and we've got enough health and sanity to do it. So I'm going to pay two to play Favour of the Sun and fetch the final bless out of the bag. I'm not even going to do it because we know what's going to happen. And then I'm going to investigate, taking an attack of opportunity. One Vengeful Serpent's attack of opportunity kills Renfield. The other one puts a damage and a horror on me, taking me to three health and three sanity. But we succeed because we'll use the Bless from the Favour of the Sun and the Ancient Covenant to stop. That makes us a five, six, seven on three. And we pass. We get the clue and we'll then choose at that moment to advance. Before you lies an ornate and elaborately decorated doorway, a stone disc that has been rolled aside to unveil the hellish realm beyond. Caverns on the other side are bathed in a red glow. The serpent-themed statues and carvings along the walls inform you that you're on the right track. Check the campaign log. We did rescue Alejandro, so we go to Resolution 1. 
Finally, Yoth, Cavern of the Serpents, the cursed ones who fled the destruction of Velusia. Alejandro examines the entryway with wonder in his eyes, arms raised in exultation. You know not of what he speaks, and you're beginning to grow worried. Just then, something scutters behind you, and a sound like the click-clacking of a claw catches you by surprise. Emerging from the darkness behind you are several alien creatures, the likes of which you've never seen. Ten feet tall, with conical bodies that end in four strange appendages of varying lengths. There you are, Alejandro says calmly. One of the creatures responds by clicking its claws against one another in a deliberate pattern. Take their minds, Alejandro commands the creatures. We have no further use for them. It is your last human memory. Harbinger is still alive. It's now on four damage. For each vengeance point in the victory display, we get Yig's Fury, and that is three, so we go up to six. And for VP, we earn six. That is that. Well, I love this scenario. I think this is a really good little scenario. It's, to my mind, on the simpler side, but I just enjoy it a lot. I just think it's uh, it's fun. It It definitely rewards being cautious and really thinking carefully about getting the map out, moving, not getting blocked by um, no turning back and entombed, generally kind of keeping on your toes in that regard. And I think listeners of the show will know that I'm just a fan of those kinds of scenarios that reward the cautious play, um, thoughtful play. And it felt like the deck worked pretty well then. We didn't really go very bless heavy. We just went willpower heavy. And that's a nice illustration of a mystic doing the mystic thing of just high willpower. In some of the previous scenarios, I felt a little bit like we've been really relying entirely on event damage. So it was quite nice to get the shriveling down. I mean, we only we only did two shrivels of four, but there's that assurity that comes with having the shriveling down, that certainty of knowing that you're safe. So yeah, 11 XP to spend. If you want to try and convince me that Jacob and... Arcane Studies is not the way to go. Send me a message. We're drawn to the flame podcast at gmail.com. We're drawn to the flame on Facebook. You can message us on there. On Twitter, just tweet to us. And um, if you're a patron, we're also on Discord. You can become a patron for as little as $2. It's like barely £2 a month. And you get access to our Discord. You can come chat to us. You can join Think on Our Feet, where other patrons or where patrons play with this deck and we're recording all of the results we get to see how the deck does multiple times against the scenario. So if you want to get involved in that, sounds like fun to sort of try this deck out, see if you can do better than I did or see if you can do worse and just find new things, learn more about this investigator. If you're up for that, become a patron. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much to the people who are already patrons. And yeah, catch you soon. Hope you enjoyed this. Looking forward to the next two. Bye.